everybody. Welcome to the best show. The best show. We're here tonight on the best show, ready to have a grand old time. Boy, do we have a fun program for you tonight. We've got later in the show, Nathan Fielder is going to call up. We'll talk to him. We've got, uh, the topic is, uh, is uh, when I was a kid, and that's the hashtag also. And so think of the dumb things you thought when you were a kid, and you can, uh, we'll talk about those. The phone number is 201-332-3484, and I want you all to know a couple things. First of all, tonight's episode of The Best Show is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code BESTSHOW at checkout to get 10% off. That's offer code BESTSHOW. To get 10% off Squarespace, build it, beautiful, and I would be remiss in telling you, that's right, you might not know this, you're going to hear him later on the show, Nathan For You continues its season, uh, season three, what am I, let me start, Nathan For You continues it continues Nathan for you continues its new season on Comedy Central Nathan Fielder the comedian who brought you dumb Starbucks and Pig Saves Goat is back with more outlandish ideas to help real small businesses this is his most ambitious season yet and you gotta see it to believe it Nathan for you airs on Comedy Central Thursdays at 10 9 Central or anytime on the Comedy Central app and we will talk to Nathan Fielder later in the show looking forward to that but right now, I'm looking forward to tell you all about the opening theme. Oh, I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm going to let you listen to it. So listen to this, and then the show will be underway uh, shortly. Back again 
Oh, yeah. It's the best show. Get right to it. Right, Mike? I'm messing around. I think I got time. What, oh, uh, what are we doing here? I got time? I got time. Got time. Got to get right to it. Best show time. Hear that, gang? My friends, this is the best show. The phone number, 201-332-3484, if you want to get in on the action and call up. We have a fun show for you tonight. Nathan Fielder will join us later. Star of Nathan for you. All sorts of things coming your way. The topic is, when I was a kid. Want to hear your dumb kid stories? The dumb things you did. When you was a kid. Oh, what did we hear music-wise? We just heard Telekinesis. Telekinesis from their new album, Ad Infinitum. On the Merge record label. Just came out. We heard Edgewood. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. This guy guy knows his way around the song. good album starting us off hound from their first album out of time from philadelphia hound some heavy stuff man can't mess with that a lot of you clowns can't handle that music that heavy you just don't know what to do with it you're scared of it you know what I mean, Mike? Lightweights. A lot of lightweights out there. Now, and you know, the people who listen to this show are generally not lightweights. I, I, I hear these other shows. A lot of lightweights. Can't handle the rock. We can handle the rock here. I can, you can, we all can. Handling the rock. And that record is on uh, SRA. Records. Hound uh, features uh, uh, Big Steve on drums. You know him from uh, Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. He's in Hound also. And I know they got a new album coming out. They got a new album coming out soon, Hound. Can't wait. Sometime in November. The dramatic return of Hound. I'll be all over that thing. So where do we begin? What movie was that from? Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to welcome some people as if if this is the first time you're here in the best show. Well, let me welcome you to the to the fold. Boy, we we're going to we have a good time here every Tuesday night. You can listen to it live over at thebestshow.net. Or you listen uh, on your computer at any point in history from this point on. Sure, people will be studying these broadcasts. And this is going to be like the uh, uh, Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard? No, he's not good. Sorry, guys. Didn't like it. Gene Shepard. Always moaning. Oh, wait. Wait, who am I talking about? Maybe it is more like Gene Shepard than I thought. 
he's, he's, you know, the thing with guys like that, they're, they're trying to prove they're so smart. They're so smart. Gene Shepard. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is Lunch Pal Radio. Hard hat stuff. This is for the guys out on the beams. They listen to this show. Right, Mike? Guys at the car wash. When they're spraying the hubcaps. The final step. Car comes out through the car wash and they roll it out. And then they dry it off. They spray the hubcaps. This is what plays. Best show. Keeps those guys, keeps a little pep in, in everyone's step. Put a little something extra in the tip box. Everybody's happy. Sorry, Mike, what's that? How much do you, how much do I tip at a car wash? $40. $40. And I don't even care if the guys see it. I don't even care. No, I'll tell you, man. You, I tip, I tip like two or three bucks at the car wash. I make sure those guys see that going in the box. I do, uh, do I put this in the box? With the car, same car wash 75 times. Acting like I don't know. Do I put this in the box that I see is the plexiglass box that's clear and I can see all the money in it with the slot on top one foot away from me? Excuse me, sir. Do I put this money in that box? Cause I want to tip you guys. So yeah, that's pathetic. That's. What is that about? It's, uh, and then it's Starbucks. If I, I give a, a tip and then if they don't notice, I, like, oh. is that an episode of Seinfeld? Didn't that happen on Seinfeld? And George did something. I don't know. You got a tip. Nobody ever went broke tipping. You hear that, guys? That's a universal truth. You take that one to the bed. Nobody, uh, to the bed. You take that one to the grave. Nobody ever went broke tipping. You throw a dollar here, dollar there. You're out on the street. Some some guy's got a story. If they're going to work that hard, if they're going to work that hard to give you a story, you give them a dollar for the story. You give them, yeah, got to reward. Support your fellow human. But I tell you, man, I went to the car wash and then uh, they 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 did such a bad job like vacuuming out the seats. Like, I'm only going there for the vacuum. I don't care about the outside. I can't see the outside. I'm the only person who can't see it. Just vacuum the inside. Uh, do a half-decent job, guys. That's all I ask. They did such a bad job. There's, there's uh, crumbs all over the place. I'm not saying that my car's filled with crumbs. Everybody's car's filled with crumbs. I, I want to see the person who doesn't eat in their car. I want to meet that person. What's the craziest thing you ever ate in your car, Mike? Yeah, Chinese food. McDonald's? That's the least crazy thing. Yeah. You ever see everybody's gotten a used car when then you find a weird fry under the, between the seats? It's been there for God knows how many years. A fry. A loose, hardened fry. McDonald's French fry. Stuck between the seats and the little, uh, divider. 
I thought you'd have something uh, stranger than McDonald's, Mike. Oh, we we were supposed to do the Black Whopper this week. I don't know. Why don't you walk to Burger King, Mike? Walk to the Burger King out on the highway. Get a black... Go up to the drive-thru on foot. And ask, ask for a Black Whopper. No, Pat. I don't want you walking to the McDonald's. Don't do it. I told Mike I'd give him... What did I say? I'd give you 30 bucks if you ate one? I'll give you 30 bucks you eat that thing. Black Whopper. Weird black bun. So, yeah, this is the kind of fun we have on The Best Show. You like it? You want to try some more? Hang around. There's two and a half more hours of this. Oh, brother. Now, we were talking about the, uh, uh, the, I said on the air, uh, on, on the social medias, uh, thing, I said I would say, cause right now the Mets are playing the Cubs. Do we have a score? Mets are winning 2-1. And then I was like, I wasn't sure, I, cause I'm not a big baseball fan. Not a big baseball fan. It's, it's, uh, it's a boring sport. It's boring. The sport, it's a sport for, uh, uh, people, uh, half in the bag. I think you gotta be half in the bag to like baseball. Stumbling around. So now the Mets are in this, uh, series with the, the, against the, the Chicago Cubs and, I'm not sure who to root for in this series. Not sure. I don't have a rooting interest in either team. I, I have friends who like both teams. So I'm, I'm kind of torn in that regard. What do you, what do you think, Mike? Should I root for the Mets? But here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Mets. I gotta say, these Met fans, First of all, I never saw more Mets jackets out on the street, streets of New York City. More Mets. You'd think it was, uh, you'd think a Met fashion show was going on. All these Met jackets, everybody with their brand new Met, but, oh, mine's not new. These Met fans, I gotta say, they get a little bit of, little bit of clout. Little bit of clout, these Met fans. Cause look, the Mets lose all the time, pretty much. Right? It's a team with a, with a very bleak, bleak history of defeat after defeat. The last time they won was what? 86? Last time they won was 86. And that was a team where that should have won multiple World Series. They won one. Last time they won, and they squeaked that one out. So these Met fans, though, they get a little bit of a little bit of success. Insufferable, I tell you. It's like it's like uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross with these Met fans. They win a little bit, suddenly they're Jack Lemon and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Met fans suddenly they're yelling about the. They want the. The Glengarry leads. And they're yelling at Kevin Spacey. These Met fans are yelling at Kevin Spacey. 
you know, I never liked you. Whatever he said that time. You know, you're like pushing it, always pushing it. Helen and Elliot Nyborg, they want the, because they're selling to Helen, Helen and Elliot Nyborg. Get a little bit of clout. Full, they go full Felix Unger, these Mets fans. The way Felix Unger pushed it. And then would invariably snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But these Cubs fans, I feel for these Cubs fans. They've never, none of these people have ever seen the Cubs win in their life. Unless Glenn Ford is watching the Cubs. That's the only guy, that's the only guy who might have seen them win. Even he, well, he's dead. He died a few years ago. Who's the oldest Cub fan? Is there any Cub fan alive who saw them win before? I don't know. But I like that one man, the manager looks like uh, Barry from Storage Wars. I like that guy. He seems cool, right? He seems like an all right guy. I know you're rooting against him, Mike, because you're a, you're a diehard Cub uh, Mets fan. Yeah, you'd root for the Cubs if the Mets weren't in it, but you got to root for the Mets. I got to say, I, I don't know. I think I might lean toward the Cubs on this one, but I, I I don't care either way. I think I want the the Blue Jays to win the whole thing. They got beat today? Well, then I think I might want the Royals to win the whole thing. Did I say the Blue Jays? Yeah. I might, I might have to, I don't know. Cause I think the Royals, I think of uh, a friend of the best show, Paul Rudd, who's a Royals fan. Then I think of the Blue Jays and I think of my, all my friends in Toronto, like, like, uh, Damien from F. Well, he's not into it. Damien from F. Up. Uh, Lauren, his his wife is into it, and their family's into it. Damien's the one. He's the non-baseball fan in the family, which is kind of hilarious. That like a hardcore guy would be s- stuck in a family full of baseball fans now, and now he has to like hear about like on-base percentage, and while he's talking about a negative approach. uh 45. But then the, the, so that's that. But then the Cubs, there's a lot of Chicago friends and then there's people here. I don't know. I, I, this is all I'll say, Met fans. Tighten it up. Act like you've been here for once. Yeah, you, you, you're acting like you're in the big city staring at the skyscrapers. Talking about how you're going to move to New York now. How you, you feel like you're at home. You're just like, you're like a, a rube from out of town. Come on, shape up, Mets fans. You're all better than that. Who's good here, Mike? Four is good. Best show, you're on the air. Hello, Tom. Oh, this is, uh, when Mike said good, boy, did he uh, undersell that. Boy, oh boy, did he undersell good, because this, if this guy's good, you know what else is good? Uh, like whatever's great is good. You know, what else is great? I don't know. Uh, Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Well, they're not good. They're great. Well, that's what that tiger says. (laughs) The tiger, the, the tiger with diabetes. 
because <laughs> he eats a uh, half a bowl of sugar in the morning in frosted flake form, right? Yeah. Is this who I think it is? Yes. I'm going to just say yes. Hey, now it doesn't sound like you. It is. It's me. Who's me? It's Jason. Oh, thank goodness. It's Jason from Alabama. The Alabama Comet. The Southern Streak. Lighten up the evening sky. Here he is. Calling a northern show. Giving us a little bit of us Yankees. A little bit of, uh, little bit of the, the flavor. Yeah. How are you? Exchange. How are you? I'm okay. You good? I'm okay. Yeah, my, my wife has been out of town, so I've been distraught, but she's coming back tomorrow, so I'm going to be undistraught. You've been distraught? Yeah, because I, lo- I like, love her a bunch. Sure. I like to be around her. Yes, I've, I've met your wife, Brandy. She's, oh, she's, she's very she's nice. She's delightful. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, and she's, she's 1,300 miles away right now. But look, it only makes you appreciate her more. Oh, Jason. yeah, certainly. It'd be awful if I didn't miss her. That would be the worst thing if I didn't miss her. And then now you can watch your Roll Tides, the Alabama Roll oh, yeah. Tides, right? The Alabama Roll Tides, yes. Did they Roll Tide on the weekend on their Saturday football game? They won, yeah. right? They won last Saturday, and then they're playing Tennessee, which is always a delight. Now, who's the coach uh, of the team again? Tennessee. Who's the coach? Uh, that would be uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yes. Who walks about three feet off the ground down there, right? He, he's carried. He's yeah. carried from place. If he walked into a Burger King and wanted a Black Whopper, what would they just give him one? Would they? Did they just give him stuff, do you think? I would think. It depends on what part of the state he's in. If he's in Auburn territory, yeah, he might not want to eat the Whopper. No, they'll make him wear that black Whopper, right? Right. right? right. They smear right. it on his head. Because you know why that is? A different school is in that area. A different, right. a different place where people go for higher education. Well, that's that's the secondary purpose of that of those institutions. <laughs> it's isn't it funny when you think about that? There's this like. He's an enemy when he goes here because you know there's these places where where uh children go to learn. <laughs> they become like lawyers and veterinarians yeah. and you know and, very important yeah. people. And there's one in this other area that he doesn't work at. <laughs> See, he's not near the one he works at. Right. He's near a different one. So Somebody will probably poison a tree when they see him. Right. It's like an anthill. If you take ants from one anthill and put them in the other anthill, yeah. bad news. Wait, is that what, would it be bad news? I don't know what the deal yes. with that is. Yeah, it's bad news. They, they fight one another. So if somebody drops ants from a different ant colony. Into a different ant colony, they will have a little ant war. Because they don't like how each other smells. They all ants smell each other when they meet to see if they're from the same colony. All right. All right. Now, are you anyway. calling? Are you calling? What? What? To to what do I owe the pleasure of this well, call, Jason? I don't know you? if you've announced the topic yet, because. But I was calling about the topic. Well, the topic is, and it's the hashtag for tonight too, which is mm-hmm. uh, when I was young. Is that what it is? When I was young. When I was a kid. When I was a kid. Is that it, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid. 
And I want to hear the things you did when you were a kid. Yeah, I have two that are, that I actually think about fairly often. All right. So I, like I have to... one that I have one that is sort of charming and one that may be disturbing. Well, I'm going to get let's get both from you because you you can show these guys how to do it and and gals how to do it, well, right? We'll see. Because this guy, I, I look I, once in a while. I'll look at the things and the. the there's no regular callers anymore. Where's, where's Spike? I don't know. What happened to Petey? He's 38 now. <laughs> I don't know. He's, what's he get? He's probably getting a colonoscopy or something. <laughs> he's, he's old now. What happened to this one or that one? But this guy, this guy's a rock. This guy, we've had this guy on the show for a while, and he ain't going no, uh, you know, famous last words. He'll jump this ship. Is my final, this is my final this call. This is the final call. We didn't get to that yeah. part of the call yet. Yeah, that was my final call. But we, this is a good caller, this guy, Jason. So so what are the things, and, and go over to, if you're on Twitter, you're talking about the show, go to, uh, use the hashtag, when I was a kid. Try, try that on for size tonight. When I was a kid. So let, what what do you have, Jason, from okay, Alabama? Well, so the, the one, so was, I grew up near a town called Coleman. I grew up out in the county. Mm-hmm. And in the center of Coleman, there's a giant church. And it has two big spires on it. it you can see it almost anywhere in the town. It's the Sacred Heart Catholic Church there in the middle of town. Okay. And when I was a child, I did not understand geography. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that it was Disney World. I thought I was seeing Disney World. I thought that was the castle at Disney World. When you saw these spires from yeah. the church. In my town. In your yeah, town. In my, in my town. Like we you know, I lived in the county but we would drive into town to go get groceries or whatever or, you know, get copper wire and uh sorghum or whatever it was we drove into town to get. Um you know, we would see I would see that and I would think that I was seeing the Disney World because I didn't understand how the curvature of the earth Mm-hmm. Worked. I didn't realize that I wasn't close to Disney World. So something clearly must have looked like the castle in Disney yeah, World, right? Spire. Is that what it is? It's yeah. Like the, yeah, it's a big Gothic like stone mm-hmm. church with these big spires mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was one dumb thing. Now, were you in any way? Uh, were you in any way misled with this? Because no, um, I don't think so. Well, what about the what about that your uh your uh that uh your church has uh, rides coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that people can go to it and there's a log flume. <laughs> a, a bear uh country bear jamboree. It's a the country bear holy water jamboree. Right. It's combining things and the it, log it, flume and the and it combines them, and no one's happy with that combination. Yeah. No, you would think. Yeah, the people who are, people yeah. love. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the people who are there for church are offended, right? And the people who are there for rides are it's not too, happy. It's little, yeah, it's a little too solemn. Yeah, a little. Yeah, that Venn diagram does not yeah. overlap. Yeah. What do you mean I can't scream on this ride? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Shh. You know what I was confused by as a kid, Jason? 
What's that? I, as a kid, and tell me what you think of this one, Mike. And when I say Mike for new people listening to the show, who's Mike? Well, Mike is the associate producer of the show. He's been here coming up on 10 years. Uh, he's a, he screens the calls. He's the voice you speak to when you call the number. He's also the, uh, he's like my, he's like my northern, my north star. I could not, I just look at him as a gauge. Right? Wait, which one? Is the North Star you walk away from or toward? If you're lost. Because I would walk away from him if I was lost. Mike's the Southern Star. Is there a Southern Star? I don't know. So that's when I talked to Mike. I thought... I was confused on a map when I would see... You'd see the map of the U.S. and they'd have Hawaii and Alaska next to each other. It's like... I just never thought of it. I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize one was so far away from the other one. I was like, never thought for a second as a kid. Huh, well, one's uh, super hot, the other one's insanely cold. (laughs) How are they next to each other off in this other thing? And they're also contained in boxes out in the ocean. (laughs) Yes, they're Mm -hmm. boxes. Well, I thought those were force fields (laughs) put up. By some sort of uh, some sort of uh, alien force, like the movie yeah. Battleship, when they yeah. boy that Battleship franchise didn't happen when they're Ugh. what does that feel like when they're just like because they're just like yeah we got Pirates of the Caribbean let's do Battleship next and then people are like when they're just like hey uh, we just found out. Uh, no one is going to see a battleship movie. Um, every, you know, everyone liked that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. We just found out no one likes the battleship movie, and we just spent a hundred eighty million dollars on it, and uh, no one wants this. You sunk my battleship. Leon Leon uh, Neeson is in that. I'm telling you now, you sunk my battleship. No, that's more of a Captain Picard. The line must be drawn here. Remember when he said that in that Star Trek movie? And everybody I think I maybe saw it in the trailer. Everybody was excited. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So what is the other one you have, uh, Jason? Okay, the other one was when, when we would be driving in the car at night, uh, like I live in a rural area, so it would be really dark and all you'd see is like headlights. So you'd see, like, the oncoming headlights of the other car, and from a distance, it kind of looks like it's going to hit your car, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but as they get closer, you know, they kind of, you know, optically, you know, are over to the side and they go by. I always just wondered, just, I guess, out of desire for novelty, I always just kind of wanted them to hit the car, just to see what would happen. 
Well, look, that I'm assuming that's the creepier one of the two. Yeah, that, that is the creepier one of the two. That you so, were you were wishing for accidents just to see what would happen. <laughs> but you, you want to know what? When you're a kid, you're figuring stuff out. That's all right. Yeah. As an adult, you wouldn't want to see it now. Well, no. look, I might still want to see some <laughs> of this stuff. There's some stuff I, I would like to see happen just to see what it would be like. I'd, I truly would like to see Donald Trump become president. Just to see what that would be like. Be like, oh, wow. Oh, so this is we what would it's ha- like. We would have force fields around Alaska and Hawaii. But that feeling. Don't you just want that feeling of him being president just to be like, huh. Okay. Four years now. From this. And then there's like that weird stretch where it's like, wait, he's, we have two months before this guy's sworn in. What? That will be the weirdest stretch. That'll be the stretch where people lose their minds because it'll be the most suspenseful thing ever. But I don't want it to happen. I kind of want to see it, though. Yeah, I have children, so I don't want it. You don't want to see it for their sake? Yeah, for their sake. But your kids could could stand to use a little uh, bronzer, right? <laughs> right? Why don't you go get your kid? Why don't you do this? Why don't you go to uh, 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 the gr- the drugstore? Uh-huh. Get, you, get your kids some nice bronzer tonight. I'll consider it. Smear it on their Maybe faces. When, when, when my wife gets home, we'll do that together yeah. as, as a couple. Well, why don't you surprise her? Everybody will be orange just when, bronze, when just bronze she, everybody she comes home. <laughs> don't worry. I held down the fort. Oh, wait. Yeah, we're all orange now. I forgot to tell you that. I think you should do it. And then you okay. should go to the Roll Tide football game, orange. Right? No, 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 no. It's Tennessee colors. And then Nick oh. Saban looks out, he sees you, he's just like, and he gives you the thumbs down. Yeah. What would you do as a, as a Alabama fan? Nick Saban mm-hmm. gives you a thumbs down. I'd have to move. If you cut him off, if you cut someone off in traffic, and mm-hmm. you then you look and you realize it was him, <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I would, I'd pull over, and I'd surrender my driver's license. Okay. Well, imagine this. Okay. You cut someone off. You don't know who it was, but you know you had a thing where you cut someone off. The team loses, and at the post game thing, he says, "I'm. I gotta say, the loss is on me." I was distracted because earlier today some guy cut me off and I just could not I could not get it out of my head that he cut me off. What do you do then? It, is there any evidence that it was me that did it? Well, you you think back cuz he he gives a he gives yeah. a one detail that you're sure it's you're sure it I'll, was you then. I will just carry that shame to my grave probably. Mm. And then you're at a you're at a, a, a diner eating, right? And the guy in the booth mm-hmm. sitting behind you goes, "I saw you cut the coach off, right?" Oh boy, we're gonna have to talk business now. I think my lawn needs some mowing, right? Yeah. Oh, what a conundrum that would be. Indentured servitude. Yeah. You're, you're cleaning his gutters. Right? You're up on a ladder cleaning his gutters. And you're finally like, 
all right, uh, enough's enough. And he's just like, be a real shame if the coach found out about this. Right? Terrifying. <laughs> oh, Jason from Huntsville, Alabama. It's good speaking with you, Tom, and I hope hope you have a good rest of the show. You too. Thanks so much for calling. It was so good to hear from you. Okay. Y'all have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. My friends, let me tell you about a few things before the best show goes forward. Internet.bs. What is that? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. Internet.bs. It is a registrar. What does that mean? That's where you go get domain names for the web. A lot of these companies, these registrars, they charge you a hand. It's like getting punched in the nose the way they charge you because you're covering all their overhead. They're passing along the the expense to you. Not Internet.bs, man. Lean and mean. They got about 10 people working over there. And they're fans of the best show. That's why they advertise. They're fans of the best show. They stepped up. They heard the call. They rang the bell. Now they're advertising on the best show, and then you should go get your domain name from them to show your support for the best show. Support those who support the best show. Internet.bs. You go there, get your website, uh, uh, your, 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 your URL, your uh, website ad- address there. Simple, very low on the upsell. They don't make you click through a bunch of products you don't want just to get a domain name. Consistently the best priced registrar in the market. They offer a large range of domain name choices. Internet.bs also gives customers free private who is free web forwarding, free email forwarding, and free DNS management. They are the domain registrar of choice for subject matter experts all over the world. That's web designers, developers, SEO gurus, amongst others. All the big wigs use internet.bs because it's the lowest cost and easiest registrar universe. Their easy customer portal gives you total control of the management of your domain names. So if you want one, you want a domain name? Like what, what's a good one? AP Mike, uh, AP Mike on the loose. Is that a good one? Would you be upset if that was a website? No. No. AP Mike on the loose. Chiku dot. Right? We get, uh, there we go. And he cracks the thing. Chiku dot US. Yeah. All the, you get all the different, uh, suffixes over there. If you want a, if you want a domain name, you go over. It's very simple. You go to internet.bs. They're running a promotion on .us domains right now. And did you know that .us is the domain name for the United States of America and the online destination for everyone with a dream, idea, or business made in the USA? I'm telling you. It's very simple. internet.bs and I look, I know I'm surrounded by these uh, America haters. AP Mike, Pat Byrne. All they talk about is Americant, not American. I'm an American. And I can go to internet.bs and get a, a, a .us domain name. Go to internet.bs backslash Mike Rules Tom. Again with this handle. 
and now uh, go, go use that and celebrate American ingenuity with a US a dot US domain name for just five dollars. Internet dot BS backslash Mike rules Tom. They're all getting a laugh over there. I don't necessarily like it, but I love that they sponsored the best show. So thank you, internet.bs. We appreciate it. Ah, oh, Merge Records. Merge Records. One of the best labels out there. 25 years strong. This year, they've added some exciting releases to their already stellar catalog, including new albums from Titus Andronicus, Mike Kroll, Super Chunks, Mac McCon. His album, Non-Believers, is so great. Arcade Fires, Will Butler, The Mountain Goats, and Waxahachie, as well as reissues of classic albums from Spoon, Seaweed, Super Chunk, Magnetic Fields, and more. You can find all these albums in the Merge web store, along with a limited number of complete or thousands of prizes, 7-inch box sets, and selections from the Merge 25th Anniversary reissue series, such as Lamb Chop's Nixon and Teenage Fan Club's Man Made. Great albums. You know what album I love is this uh, Telekinesis album I just played. That's awesome. Ad Infinitum. Destroyer, can't go wrong with that. All-time favorites, get that? Well, get this, my friends. You go over to mergerecords.com slash shop, and you use the code BESTSHOW at checkout, and you get 20% off all Merge catalog CDs and LPs and Merge gear like T-shirts, hats, and tote bags. Again, you go to mergerecords.com slash shop, and use best show, the offer code best show at checkout and you get 20% off on your purchase. Go get something. Go get the, uh, get, get the, uh, the, 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 the destroyer. You get the Mac McCon record. Go get, uh, a super chunk reissue. So many different things. Can't go wrong. Thank you, merch records. Now, when it comes to building a website, my friends, it's hard. Oh, it's so hard. Do you think I know what I'm doing? No, I don't. I can tell you right now I don't. Trying to make something that looks good and works well ain't happening on my watch, man. I don't know how to code. I end up trying to do something like that. It breaks. Don't work. Nobody's happy with me. Everybody's screaming. I'm sad. It's a disaster. I'm telling you, you got to have a website. For whatever you're doing now. And thank goodness for us. Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. The Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy to use tools to create your website. Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure stability and security. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them too. Can't beat the ease and simplicity. 24-7 online support. Beautiful website. What are you waiting for? Go over to squarespace.com. Start a, start a trial with no credit card required. And start building that website today, the one that shows who you are. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the best show. 
That's right. Squarespace.com. Use the offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase. And we thank Squarespace for their support of the Best Show. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Got Nathan Fielder coming up later in the show, but let's go back to the phones. Phones are hot tonight. Topic is when I was a kid. That's the hashtag, too. Let's uh, go to the phones. Best show, you're on the air. Yeah, hey, I wanted to um, weigh in on your on your topic. Oh, uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. Well, what do you What do you got? When I When I was a kid, I th- I thought um, Van Morrison was Van Halen. Really? I did. Yeah. I mean, I was just a dumb kid, and my um, my older brother, and he was a few years older, and he wanted. Uh, that first Van Halen album for his birthday, mm-hmm. and I got him this record called um, uh, uh, Veden Fleece, <laughs> which is a Van Morrison album. Sure. Oh man, he did not like that. I felt like a real dummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was really mad. Well, and you learned. I did learn. I learned ha- the hard way. Uh-huh. What was yeah. his reaction? Well, he didn't really say anything. Until you know, it was it was the day of of, of our school pictures. You know, I, I was in elementary school at this point. He he was you know already in I think in ninth grade by this point. Okay. So we're getting our 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 school photos taken, mm-hmm. and I sit down in in the chair to have my photo taken. And my brother isn't even in my school anymore. Okay. And the guy's about to take the picture, and my brother just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. And he throws a balloon full of Pepto-Bismol in my face. As the picture is taken? Yeah, and that was my picture. Your class photo is you getting hit with a balloon filled with Pepto-Bismol. Just exploding with pink liquid on my face. And they wouldn't let me redo it. Oh, that is incredible. Terrible. Well, I guess you'll never make that mistake again, will you? Uh I shan't. No, uh-huh. no. You know, yeah. it's it's terrible because it's like you know you you think someone's you know, your brother's your friend. You mm-hmm. know, but it turn, he turns out to be anything but. You know, mm-hmm. I certainly know how that feels. Uh huh. Yeah. You know how it feels that someone's a friend, but then they turn out not to be a friend. Yeah. You know, like I don't know, like someone ends someone's physical suffering. You know, their, their pain, and they get paid back, you know, with just negativity. Wait. I think I think I recognize your voice. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. Is this is this Dr. Mannheim? Yes, it is, Tom. Okay. Well, I guess well welcome to the show, Dr. Mannheim. Thanks. Um you know, you have been my uh, my GP, my physician for plenty of years at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of uh, kind of surprising to hear you call, but um, oh. well, you yeah. know, when you and you when you when you told the people who I was, yeah, you left out of uh, something. What's that? Well, you left out the part where you came to my office last Wednesday with a very painful 
very painful ear infection. And I gave you some drops for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we uh, we did speak uh, the next day or so after after the drops took effect, and I did tell you how much better I felt, huh, and well, that I appreciated you kind of getting me in on uh, such short notice. That's kind of at odds with your uh, questionnaire answers, to to be quite frank. I'm sorry? With my it's at odds with what you wrote on your questionnaire. My questionnaire. Yeah. What questionnaire? Oh, how soon they forget. Jesus. The exit questionnaire you filled out before you left the office. The ex oh yes. Well no, there was a questionnaire that you asked people to fill out and I filled it out and I gave all fives for all of the all the all the different questions. Not all five, Tom. You gave me a three for. Did provider see you in a timely manner? That makes me look really bad. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I was just filling the thing out. I didn't think it would, you know, come back to me. And I was just trying to. I thought that it would be constructive if you saw. If it's all fives, I guess then it's. Not as, you know, it would be like if somebody gave you all ones, you know, it just, and I mean, and also to be fair, I was sitting in the office for like 20, 25 minutes past the scheduled appointment time before you uh, came in. Oh no, you, you poor thing. You, you had to wait. Oh, I should have told Mrs. Higginbottom, that elderly woman I was caring for, to get out of my office so I could attend to your widow earache. Well, no, it's not like that, Dr. Manhattan. It's, 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 I mean, I was in for a thing and then I doing the, everything else was great and I said it was great on the questionnaire accordingly and... One thing wasn't perfect, so I didn't give it a perfect rating. Uh, I, I'll tell you something, though, man. What? I have a patient who's way more of an FP than you. FP, famous person. Yeah, and he would never behave as, I'll say it, as douchily as you did. Uh-huh. Well, Dr. Manheim, I just have to and say And this that guy is really famous. I mean, he's in one of the biggest rock bands of all time. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, I this is not the time or place to get into this. Poor guy uh, had super bad IBS. Wait. IBS, that irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, yeah. It was uh -huh. heinous, yeah. It was the most flagrant case I've ever seen. But, you know, we got him past it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. And look... I will not say who this cat is, okay? I mean, that would be a major violation of, of, of my Hippocratic oath. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, uh, quite frankly, for you to ask me, it, it's very offensive to me. Well, I'm not asking you to say who it is at all. I'm, Good, be, because you'd be really impressed if you knew. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure, he he may not be the main guy in the band, but but he, he's a super crucial part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The band is actually named after the singer. 
Okay. It's a shortened version of his very Italian-sounding last name. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, doctor. Please don't. Let's... I'll I'll tell you something, though. Hang on. Wait, what are you... What 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 is that? What? I heard you heard it sound like a bottle there. Just having a cold baby, man. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, man, it was really touch and go for a while with this patient. You know, he, I mean, he he was living on a prayer before I cured him with something that was most definitely not bad medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, it's not too hard to figure out the band. I think we all know who you're talking about. I tell you, man, he now. he was worried that 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 he was going to go out in a blaze of glory if I didn't if I didn't cure him, Tom. Uh huh. Blaze of glory. Yep. Was, I don't know if that's a well, doctor. Look, I, I know I could probably get in trouble for this, uh, but you could definitely get in trouble for this. Well, but I'll tell you, but before you knew it, yeah. My buddy was back beating those skins and rocking a million faces. Okay. Well, there you go. You've pretty much, you, you all but said that it was, uh, Tico Torres, the drummer from Bon Jovi's band. Oh, aren't you the nosy Nancy? Wait, I'm the no- Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You're trying to pry it out of me. Uh-huh, no, no dice, son. No, you said everything was you saying stuff, not me. I didn't say that stuff. Whatever you say, Harvey Levin. Harvey, oh, Harvey Levin. Yeah. From TMZ. You know, you're not even close to having those porno arms that he has. Porno arms? Yeah, you know how those older guys in porno flicks have those weird, muscly arms? Oh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But, uh, because he's super, he does, his arms are super ripped, Harvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, Dr. Mannheim, I'm, uh... This is very uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm a little uncomfortable asking this, but I think it. Oh. Okay. Are you drunk? Look, number one, you don't judge me. I judge you. Uh huh. And B, I'm on vacation. You're on vacation. Yes. Okay. You're on vac. Where are you on vacation? I'm in Memphis, land of the blue. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And and you're drinking. I've had a few. Uh huh. Why do you want to fight? <laughs> do I want to fight? No, yeah. I, I don't want to fight. I'm not yeah, looking. You, to... you sure don't. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, Doctor Manham. What what brought you to uh, to Memphis? Well. You know, there was a weekend position symposium down here, mm-hmm. and I decided to stay for a couple of days to soak up some of that low-down, stanky Memphis soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, look, I've been to Memphis a bunch of times, and I, I really love it there. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, man, it's so much more than, than, you know, Elvis and his peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah. No, of, of course it is. That's not even up for discussion. Well, that's what most people, that's all they know about it. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. Oh, please don't do oh, that. Oh, I had a lot of that, that Memphis soul food. Uh-huh. Yeah, speaking of. Yeah. I had the best, the best soul food at this place called the TCB Cafe. 
Okay. It's right in the heart of Beale Street, you know, where all that deep, funky soul was birthed. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, it was great. They have they have this one dish. It's called the King's Rockin' Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's got a special ingredient in it. What was this? What is what is the special ingredient in the King's Rockin' Mac and Cheese? Whale meat. Why? Whale meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's it's they prepare it in this great way, like it's it's breaded. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Breaded whale meat. Yeah, it's in these little nubs. Uh huh. What is it called on the menu? Oh well, it, it says the king's rock and mac and cheese. Uh huh. And it says that the special in, ingredients is orca. Well, it's it's okra, you idiot. What? <laughs> it's, it's not Spell orca. It. No, it's Orca. Uh, no. <laughs> O-K-R-A. Yeah, don't you remember in the mo- in that movie Jaws? Uh-huh. Where, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Orca. Oh, what's the guy's name? He's always yelling. Roy Scheider? Yes, where Roy Schneider says to the other guy, This boat's gotta be way bigger, my man. Okay. That. Yeah, he does that that hand hand gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. sasses it. Yeah. So so you're eating you're eating some real down home food with uh, at the TCB Cafe. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And then I also ate at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, okay. Oh man, they got the best barbecue sandwich there. It's called the Killer. You know who that's named after? Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, the yeah. comedian. <laughs> it's from not, Hardly Working. No, it's not the comedian from Hardly. It's Jerry Lee Lewis, the the rocker, the piano player. Oh, that makes sense then, because when when the lady, my waitress brought brought me the sandwich. Yeah. I ran my my finger around the plate <laughs> as if it was a donut, a box of donuts, a box of donuts, like from the scene in the Jerry Lewis movie. Yes, yes. And then and then she said, "Would you like the sandwich?" And I said, "Where is it?" <laughs> yeah. She you're, didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah, and you're about as old as Jerry Lewis was in that movie. True. Except True. he was like looking for his first job. Yeah, my hair's not as black though. No. No. It's not as shiny and gray in there. Yeah. You know what that's in reference to? It's, yeah, I'm, I can figure what that. Um, well, I, Dr. Mannheim, I gotta say, you say it really sounds like you're going, uh, and hitting some real deep Memphis out of the way, uh, locales on this, uh, this vacation of yours. Oh, yeah, I'm going way deep, but I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. One place I went was awful. Really? Yeah, it's called Myrtle and Jack's. Myrtle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That place is like a uh, an institution down there. I ate there uh, the, not the last two times ago I was down there. It was really good. Yeah, the food was pretty good, but the service was terrible. Mm-hmm. Really? It was awful. Yeah, I, uh, you have to do everything yourself, practically. They only came around once to refill my water. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's, uh, that place is, like, always packed. And it's just Myrtle and Jack working there, and they must be at least in, they, they're in their 70s, right? 
So yeah, they know, they're pretty old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the that place. So they were probably getting slammed. Um, what what time were you there? Oh, let me think. Uh, oh well, it, it was uh, it was Sunday at like one p.m. Why? Oh, okay. So like right after people get out of church, you went. Well, they should hire more people. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you something. Maybe my negative tip will point them in that direction. Your what? My negative tip. Your negative tip. What is a negative tip? You don't know about this? No, no. Oh, it's the most incredible loophole of all time. And only a few states have it. Tennessee being one. Uh Uh-huh. Well, well, how does a negative tip work? Well, all you do is write the amount of your tip... You know where it, where it says gratuity, and then you put a negative sign in front of it. So, like, say your bill is I don't know thirty two dollars and forty two cents. You can write something like whatever fifty five dollars on the tip, and then a negative sign in front of it, and the vendor has to honor that. They have to honor a negative. But if you put like on a thirty two dollar thing, you put. Negative fifty-five. That's like more than the bill. So, yeah. I mean, that can't mean that the place, the restaurant, owes you money, right? Oh yes, yeah. Isn't it blessed, Tom? I actually make money when I go out to eat down here. Oh, that it's terrible. A negative tip. No, that's how the world works. It's it's like you know. Like, if I'm on your guided tour, you better bring your A game, or I'm going to take over, like today. Uh huh. Well, what 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 does that even mean? Oh, I, I did the Sun Records tour today. Uh huh. And I, I I thought the the guy was doing a half-assed job. Uh huh. So I did a citizens tour intervention. <laughs> a citizens tour intervention? Yeah. What what is a citizens tour intervention? Well, it's just like a citizen's arrest, only instead of arresting a baddie, uh-huh. you, you take over a tour group. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, the gal who was running this tour... Oh, uh, the gal, she, okay. What? Yeah, let's hear more about the gal who was running it. Anyway, this gal, she was saying all this stuff about the old music that was done at Sun. Uh-huh. And I finally cut her off, and I go, you know, honey, let's get real here. If it wasn't for Bono and the gang cutting Angel of Harlem up in this piece, nobody would give a rip about this dump. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what, how did she react to that? Oh, man, she pretended not to hear me, right? Uh-huh. So she continued blathering on to these cubicle zeros for God knows how long about uh, Carl Perkins and uh, Johnny Cash and something called Charlie Rich. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, but Some... then I stopped. I stopped the tour cold, and I said, we're not going no further until we all, all heard all the dirty, low-down details of Def Leppard's Tonight. Oh, uh, wait, okay. You know what that is, right? I, I have no idea. Oh, my God. It's the song they recorded at Sun in 93. Def Leppard recorded. Yeah, you deaf dummy. Okay. You leopard dip. Uh-huh, oh, okay, a leopard. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you'll never believe this. What? She had no idea about it. She had None no whatsoever. Uh huh. Okay. Well, you know, it's pretty obscure the idea that Def Leppard came in to record one song at Sun Studios in ninety. What did you say? Ninety three. Ninety three. Okay. When 
She's focusing more on the the legends who went through there and recorded stuff. Uh huh. You know, I mean, that's a pretty obscure song. Well, maybe, but check this out. She didn't know any of the lyrics to to Easter Eve either. What is, what is Easter Eve? Oh my God. You have a CB radio show for dogs, and you don't know Easter Eve is the song that John Mellencamp got at Sun for his 2010 LP, No Better Than This? Uh, oh, okay. I might drop you as a patient. <laughs> Grab one more beer. What's that? One more beer. After I have one more beer. Okay. Oh, you'll, then you'll drop me as a patient. That's right. Oh. I was so mad, though, you know? I mean, it's like, I was, it was enough to make me madder than an oddball at a Nepalese tea ceremony, son. Okay, well, uh, Dr. Uh, Mannheim, can I just ask, did, did you just actually slip into a southern accent? I don't think so, son. I mean, oh, perhaps I may be soaking up uh, more of that southern stank than I realized. Oh. Yeah, the staff here at the W must be influencing me. Something <laughs> the, terrible. The W. So you're staying yeah. at a W hotel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. They got a great blues band in the bar. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're called the Mojo Men. Okay. Yeah. So real real heavy-duty stuff. Real great blues. And I'll tell you one thing. What? I'm going to sit in with them in, in a few minutes. You are? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What what on earth would you do with them? I play the guitar. I never I never told you I play the guitar. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm actually practicing right now. I, I was listening to your show and I was doing some riffs and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, check me out. Check out this jam I'm gonna do. Okay. Oh, all right. I'll check out the jam you're gonna do. Let me put the phone down. I, hope, I think you can hear it all. Pretty stanky. Yeah. I gotta say, it's troubling to hear you sing a song about how you can't find coke down there, so you're gonna write yourself a prescription for diazepam. Oh, that's not about me, Tom. Uh-huh. No, I didn't write that. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's an Eric Clapton song. That was an Eric Clapton song. Yeah, I think it was the B-side of uh, Lay Down South. Yeah. Lay Down Sally? No, it's Way Down South. Way Down Way Down South. No, that's Lay Down Sally. Who? Yeah. Okay. You are truly... I can't believe this is my doctor talking like this. Hey, honey, would you get me another scotch and soda? That's a good girl. Thanks, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to now? 
Oh, <laughs> let's just say I found a little teddy bear to bite off a hunk of burning love with while I'm uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm down oh. here doing the demo oh. business. Okay, yeah, and let me go out on a limb and say that it's probably not your uh, wife. Listen, you pathetic little half-ape, half-doodle-boop, one-third-part party machine. When I do what I do on my own personal time is none of your GD business, uh-huh. okay. you piece of grunt. Okay, well, look, but you're you're down there and you're openly cheating on your wife. Uh, yeah, I mean... Wait, oh, are you going to tell her? Because I'll tell you, man, I'd really hate for you come in, for you to come into the office sometime for some acid reflux and then yeah. end up six feet under because you were accidentally prescribed some flagrant rat poison. Uh-huh. That'd oh, be a real oh, shame, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, real shame. Real, that would be a real shame if... My doctor po- actually prescribed me rat poison. It, it, it's happened. Uh-huh. I've, I've heard of it. Ha- I think sure. it happens every couple days. Well, out there. then something very criminal is happening every couple days there, well, and well, it's some it's, someone should be uh, not definitely not practicing medicine. That's just uh, for starters. Well, someone should keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Well, well sew some- so it shut. Oh, you're gonna sew I do it. Dental work too. Okay. So yeah, I'll extract s- all your teeth. Oh, great! You're gonna s- s- take my teeth out and zip my lips shut. I will. I will. Yeah. Just like in that movie, The Marathon Bar. Yeah. Well, you're gonna end up in jail with this. I'm not gonna end up in the hut. You're gonna have uh-huh. to end up in the hut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Look. All right. Let's try to just. Let me try to just make this a little civil here. Um. Dr. Mannheim, you, you're in Memphis. Who puts a lime and a scotch and soda? You, you get back in there. You get those buns back in there and make me another drink. Oh. What? Okay. You, you said you went to, uh, Sun Records? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you check out Stax Records, which is a pretty cool place also in town? Oh, no, man. I, I don't need to hear about no disco music. I'm a blues man. Uh huh. You're a, Okay, well, Stax is not a disco thing at all. It's it's a label that is known for a lot of different things. Disco is not what Stax is known Look, for. Look, I know a ton of stuff, man. I'm more I'm more of a bluesman than you'll ever be. Okay, well, that's Check out that stank. Oh, I got my pick. Hang on. Oh, no. Wait, what is that? Oh, no. I'm hearing a siren. Oh, jeez. What, what's going on? Oh, no. Doctor? Oh, no. I, I just looked at the peephole of my room. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. It's the Memphis branch of the doctor police. They must have been listening to your show. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I mean, I got to say, the siren seemed extremely close to you. Right. You said you were in your room? What was that? You said you were in your room? Yeah, yeah. Why? Okay. It just sounded differently than I thought it would for you. Oh, it sounded be... real close? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the doctor police, they have these little indoor cars that they can drive inside to better apprehend medical baddies. Into a building. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Yeah, they're kind of cute little cars. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to open the door right now, and I'm going to I'm going to set them straight. I'm going I'm to explain myself. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure you know how to handle yourself with this. I do. So, okay. I mean, here we go. If you. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, listen, I I can explain here. You see, uh, oh my, Tico Torres. What are you doing here? Hey, man. Well, I mean, we're just like. Oh my god. Dr. Mannheim? I'm leaving, Tom. I'm fading fast. You're fading? Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. You just got... Okay. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah, do- Dr. Mannheim? Hello? E, uh, uh, those little indoor doctor cars? Yeah. They have two horns. Okay. Are you... God, my doctor, Dr. Mannheim. Oh, no. Sounds like he definitely uh, definitely uh, ate some lead in there, right? Yeah, that did not sound like that went well. That could not have gone well for Dr. Mannheim. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know if anybody is as concerned as I am that uh, C-3PO did not seem to be in the Star Wars trailer. Uh, I was told C-3PO would be in it, but uh, I read Anthony Daniels talking about it. He is not on the poster as far as I can see, and I did not see him in the trailer. How barfy is this Star Wars thing going to be, man? thing doesn't come out for three more months. Right? They're punishing us with it. Can I just send them 50 bucks and they can leave me alone? Like, it's clearly they just want money. So they should make some... They should give you an option where you're just like, here's 50 bucks. I'll take one ticket and leave me alone. 
with it. Don't make me see every aspect of this thing before the thing comes out and the, oh, the trailer's coming. Here's the new trailer. I said a pizza place last night and then they were like, uh, like they had it on, uh, Monday night football and, uh, the, uh, Giants were playing the Eagles. Giants looked fantastic, by the way. Great. They acquitted themselves nicely. They, uh, then it's like, this is the moment everybody's been waiting for. Here's the Star Wars trailer. So it's like, I'm in the pizza parlor. I'm like, all right, I'll watch this thing. And then it's like quiet and everybody's watching the thing. And then this one guy just comes up next to everybody watching. So on his phone, he's like, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars trailer. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. They're showing it during uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's halftime. Yeah, it's uh, showing it during Monday Night Football. It was like, it was like, it was like, it was, I thought it was one of those I- improv everywhere guys. I thought they were uh, up to their old tricks again. I thought Charlie Todd and company were, were out making mischief again on the streets of New York, pranking people in pizzerias watching the, the Star Wars trailer. Improve everywhere is what that thing should be called. Improve. They, they, that, that group doesn't have to worry so much about the improv. They should focus more on the improve. Hey, we're on our underwear on the subway. Whoa, that's exciting. I went on the subway and they were wearing their underwear. Bring back the draft. That's what I say. Anybody doing improv everywhere, you get drafted. You're drafted. What do you think about that, Mike? Right? Ship them right in the, put them right in the army, army greens. Right? I don't know, but I've been told doing pranks is mighty old. Right? Sound off. They just do their, their chants as they're walking around. Right, they're doing their, uh, we did pranks all night and day. Bugging the guy at the Strand Bookstore. Sound off. Three, four. Sound off. Three, four. Improv everywhere. And then look, I, I, I heard from Sal on Impractical Jokers. He reached out to me. We'll, we'll see about getting Sal on a future show. You think about that, Mike? Sal, I think Sal heard us talking about it last week. Me and Julie Klausner and Hayes Davenport. Did you like having them down here, Mike? Hayes was like, I think Mike hates me. And I was like, look, he probably does. But that's neither here nor there. Be honest. Did you, did you find a way to pick his pocket? You didn't do that. I shook your hand. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? And the next thing you know is wallets. You know, movie I watched the other day was The Kingsman. Holy moly. What a pile of trash that was. It's the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. So, uh, it's all like, it's just insanely, it's like supposed to be like a, an edgy James Bond, like an update of James Bond. It's like, 
It was like so insanely like violent, and then the the over the closing credits, they had a uh, a title card from uh, the director. Uh, it was just like uh, paying tribute to like his mother who must have passed away. He's just like you know to my mother who taught me how to be a a gentleman and all. It's like. You just strung two hours of the most ridiculously antisocial violence together, and now you're going to talk about this, you're a gentleman and stuff. It's like, look, I feel your loss and that, but it's like you're tacking that onto the end. You're tacking it onto the end of the wrong movie. Just flagrantly, no regard for life. A movie with no regard for life, and then it's just like. I dedicate this movie to... Oh, God. What a ridiculous pile of trash. I gotta... They gotta, I gotta this, this video on demand is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I'll rent that. Sitting around. Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. I liked Fort Tilden, though. I liked... Did you that, see that, Mike? It's, uh, that was good. Fort Tilden. It's about... Uh, Taking on the hipsters, the Brooklyn. Yeah, that movie was, uh, Kingsman was one of the worst things I ever saw in my life. I walked out of the theater and it was my house. It was so bad I left the theater. Next thing you know, I felt my uh, front door shut behind me. Sat on the lawn, Fred Flintstone style. Banging on it uh, like Fred. Besho, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, hi. Welcome to the Best Show. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is Nick from Portland. Nick from Portland. What's going on tonight, Nick? Hey, uh, I had just a couple things for the topic. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, um, you know... Um, I think it's, I still get confused about it, but it's Might As Well Jump uh, by Van Halen. Sure. I always thought it was Maxwell Jump, and I imagine this, like, uh, old guy jumping. Or, see, Might As Well Jump. I might as well jump. So you thought anyway. da- you thought David Lee Roth was saying, like, Maxwell Jump, jump! <laughs> yeah. And then you thought he was saying, like, go ahead and jump. Like, go ahead and jump, Maxwell Jump. <laughs> this guy Max was jumping. All right, yeah, that's that's a weird one. <laughs> I got another one though. What do you There's got? There's one more. Um, uh, big old jet liner, and this this went on not only from being a kid, but all the way up until like adulthood. Like I should have known better. Yeah. Um, but it was you know the big old jet liner song by Steve Miller Band. Sure. <laughs> I imagine that it was. Big old Jed had a lineup. Yeah, no, that sounds, you're you're making that one up. I'm not. I'm serious. Evo, best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hi. Who's this? To whom am I speaking? Philip. Philip, where are you calling from, Philip? San Diego. I am a kid as well. You're a kid. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking, Philip. Nine. You're nine. How you doing? You enjoying school? Yeah. What's your favorite subject? I'd have to say 
Math. Math. You like math. Well, let me ask you this, Philip. What? Two plus two. Four. Four plus four. Eight. Eight plus two. Ten. Ten minus ten plus ten. Ten. All right. You do like math. I'll give it to you. What's going on, Philip? What can I do for you, uh, my friend? Well, I wanted to ask you how your Steven Universe is going on. How is it going on? That's the thing. That's a car, the show on Cartoon Network I do a voice on. It's going well. I, I do the voice of uh, his dad. I know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It is cool. Anything else? Not much, really, but how's the new season going? Ah, it's going pretty good. Good stuff. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. I get, I do, you know how I record that stuff? I get, I get into a a costume resembling, uh, the father. I stomp, I stomp around the studio dressed just like him. Wow. Until I'm totally in character. Awesome. Now, Philip, I'm going to ask you this. It's been a while since I've had a young man or or a young uh, child call me, male, mm-hmm. a man, or a boy or a girl. Would you call more? I would like to talk to you more. Okay. My young friend. What else are you interested in? You're clearly interested in Steven Universe. What else? Well, all kinds of Cartoon Network shows. Sure. What do you like that's not television? Well, I like to um, play with my friends at school. Uh Uh-huh, okay. What about outside? What kind of outside fun games do you have? Well, I have a metal detector that I borrowed from one of my friends that I'm using. Okay, you ever find anything cool? Yeah, so far I found a piece of metal and a key. You found a piece of metal and a key. Did you figure out what the key was for? Something for, for like, um, the jail, because there jail. Be a police station used to be by our house, but they took it down. Oh, you better watch out. There might be some kind of criminal looking for that key, right? I'll try to be a watch out. Yeah. So what else you got going on? You like playing, you like going around with your metal detector. What would be the funnest thing to find with the metal detector? Well, I'm hoping I'll find, like, some pirate treasure or something, but there's no chance I'm going to find that in our yard. What state do you live in, if you don't mind me asking? California. California. You could find some pirate treasure. Yeah, if I go along the beach. Yeah. What if you found, uh, what if you found, uh, a thing that was like a steering wheel and then you figured out there was a, a smashed up spaceship down there, right? Right? Well, if I could work my magic and b- grow a spaceship tree, I would go to space. You would? You'd go to space? Yeah. How far out into space would you go, Philip? I, I would be the first child on the moon. The first child on the moon? That'd be awesome. What would you I do know. up there? Jump around? Yeah. Act like I'm on a trampoline. Sure. Fix things, fix the, you know, if you got up to the moon, you know what you got to do. You got to fix it so it looks like the, the first moon landing happened. Yeah. 
right? NASA will ask you to do the thing, get uh, cause Stanley Kubrick filmed that first one, according to this movie I saw. Mm. I don't think that happened. I think that I think they went to the moon, right? Yeah. You ever hear these astronauts talk about going to the moon? Yeah. Who's your favorite astronaut? Probably oh. Neil Armstrong. You like Neil Armstrong going with the big guns? Yeah. Right. I like the one from uh, from that movie Apollo Thirteen. Did you see that movie? No. It's a movie about this one spaceship that uh, couldn't uh, couldn't do its business, right? And then they they were stuck mm-hmm. in space. And then the one guy was like, "I'm scared." And then the other guy There's was... like this other, like, podcast that was, like, a short story from, like, another astronaut. The first other podcasts? Wait, you're listening to other podcasts? Yeah. Philip, I'm going to ask you to do me one favor. Okay. Repeat after me, please, if you don't mind. Okay. I. Hi. No, I, not hi. Okay. I. I. I, are you saying hi or I? I. I, the letter I. Okay, we'll start over. I. I. Philip. Philip. Promise Tom. Promise Tom. That I will listen. That I will listen. To no other podcast. To no other podcast. Except the best show. Except the best show. And if I listen to another podcast that isn't the best show. And if I listen to another podcast. That isn't the best show. I'll listen to the best show. No, that isn't the best show. That isn't the best show. I owe Tom. I owe Tom. $10,000. $10,000. Great. We got a deal, Philip. Thanks for the call. Call back All again. Right. Seriously, buddy. I, I like I like talking to you. You're, you're a fun All kid. All right. See ya. Okay. Take care. Bye. I'm being told to go to the hotline. Right. See ya. Okay, I'm being care. told the hotline that it, there's no children on the hotline. I'm just being told that... The, the brightest light in all of comedy is on the hotline right now. The current face of comedy, in the, in the 50s it was Sid Caesar. In the, the 60s it was who, Woody Allen. In the 70s it was Jimmy J.J. Walker. In the 80s it was Steve Gutenberg. In the 90s we thrilled to... Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. And now I'm being told that lineage, that, that the tradition continues with my next guest, Nathan, Nathan Fielder, is on the line. How are you, sir? Oh, my God, Tom. I'm flattered by that intro. <laughs> you, Holy cow. You. I do, not, I do not deserve that. You are so funny, Nathan. You have. Who was, who was 2000 to 2010? 2000 would be Dane Cook. Oh, okay. <laughs> It'd be, uh, yeah, it was Sid Caesar, Woody Allen, Jimmy J.J. Walker, Steve Gutenberg, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, uh, Dane Cook, Nathan Fielder. Well, it's a great lineage. I'm proud to be a part of it. You, and you wear it so proudly. You're, you don't, you don't take it lightly, which is what I like about you. You, you carry the, the weight on your shoulders. Yeah. Now, now Nathan, yeah, exactly. Nathan Fielder, you, for people who don't know, uh-huh. you have a show called Nathan For You, which is on yes. Comedy Central. 
And yes. the new season began last week. Season three. Season three started last week. Episode one airs. And this Thursday at 10 p.m. is episode two. Of how many? Eight. Eight, eight episodes. Oh. We do a tight eight each year. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you. That episode from this past week was so hilarious. Oh, thanks, Tom. It was. For people who don't know the premise to the show, what's the what's the elevator pitch that you made to Comedy Central when you made the elevator pitch to them? Like when I pitched to them in the elevator. Yeah, when it was well, uh, who would have been hear Kent my Alterman? Because yeah, Kent Alterman. <laughs> you were you were in an elevator with Kent Alterman from Comedy yeah. Central, and you he was like. What do you want, kid? You got till I get to the tenth floor to sell me on this show. Yeah, which he does to everyone. He rides an elevator. His so office is an elevator. He, yeah, so he wasn't expecting much. Yeah. So you say to him, I say to him, here, Kent, I, I got this idea for a show. How about I go to small? How about I go to real small businesses? And pitch them out of the box for absurd ways they can market their businesses uh-huh. uh, to improve them. And he said, okay, you got a pilot. And then he said, I think you want to talk to marketing. We're, this is a, we're talking about on air programming yeah. right now. This sounds like. Yeah. And then I say, no, no, no. Let me start again. Let me start again. Okay. So I'm, I'm from Canada. I'm a Canadian comedian. But in, my idea is that I'll use my business background because I, I, I did an undergrad in business and I'll go to real small businesses and I'll give them these unorthodox ways they can market themselves better. And he said, well, how is that going to be funny? I just don't understand what's funny about that. I'll be like, well, it's kind of like the nuance of the interactions and it's, it's really hard to explain. And he's like, well, you know, I don't understand, but I like the way you carry yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a show. I'm going to take a flyer on you, kid. Yeah. And then he's handed you $20 million for you to do it Louis style, where he's like, you get to keep what's left over from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like, shouldn't he not have told anybody that that was his arrangement? Because it only makes everybody feel bad about everything. Like, yeah, they give me the money, and then I make my thing, and then I keep what's left over. Like, doesn't that just make um, doesn't it just bum everybody else out? Like, yeah, they don't do that with our show or anyone else's show. Well, it's human nature to brag. I guess it is human nature to brag. Is it's it's one of our many foibles. Well, or, or is it a is a good thing? I mean, everything you know, that we do comes down to some sort of survival instinct, right? Sure. So by bragging, you're kind of selling the positive qualities of yourself in the hopes of attracting a mate with good genes so you can have um, attractive kids. So that's why he was doing that about his show? Subconsciously, probably, Subcon- yeah. Okay, so I mean, subconsciously... Yeah. On the surface, he made everyone else in in entertainment feel bad about themselves. 
but subconsciously he was only looking for a mate. Is what? Well, maybe it was one of those. Yeah, I mean, he could have. I mean, you know, the things that actually drive us to do things are are pretty abstract. Like we don't we don't have a handle on things, right? We we barely have a handle on on things. I know I barely have a handle on anything. Like what? Like what have you done lately that you were like? I don't understand why I did that. Eat the McDonald's breakfast all day. You ate it all day. Well, no, not all or day. You did the all day breakfast. I went at night and had it when I hadn't eaten it in the morning in for, since forever. But the there was all day breakfast. There was something because now they sell it at night that I was like, man, let me see what that's like at night. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's just as terrible as it is in the morning. Except now I actually have to go to sleep with this bad feeling. I can't like, I can't like eat. Or drink other things that cancel that out as the day goes on to where like, well, I ate healthier for lunch and that erased that terrible McDonald's breakfast. It's mm-hmm. the last thing I think about before I go to sleep. And then the first thing I think about when I wake up now, that McDonald's breakfast. And see, you were probably doing that to attract a mate. <laughs> you don't know, but your body pushes you towards these things. At that McDonald's. I was subconsciously just sending out what pheromones, so like an egg McMuffin, like the pheromones yeah. of an egg McMuffin with no meat on it. I also had told them to hold the meat, and they didn't, so I had to pick it off myself. Took a half hour well, for them yeah. to, to make an egg if McMuffin. If a woman sees you eating that, she might go, "Wow, look, he can." He can eat, and he's healthy because he eats food, and he'll get stronger because he's eating. <laughs> and will be able to protect me. Sure. At this McDonald's, it just... Yeah. So that, that I'm sure that was just all in the subtext of me eating at that McDonald's. Um, but Nathan Fielder, star of Nathan for You on Comedy Central, every, what, Thursday night? Thursday night. At 10 p.m. Thursday night at 10 p.m. Episode 2 of 8 is coming up now. Episode 1 featured you taking a stand against Best Buy, where you right. you did not like the way a local business was being crushed by Best Buy. with And so you tried to take advantage of their price-matching guarantee yeah. and exploit That's it. Why. Well, we discovered that if you Best Buy will match the price of any local competitor. So if this mom and pop electronics store lowered the prices on their TVs to a dollar, Best Buy would have to price match. So it would give this guy an opportunity to go to them. If he lowered his prices, he could go to them and buy up all their TVs and then raise his prices again and resell them. He could sell the TVs he bought for one dollar for for two thousand dollars for two thousand dollars now. Yeah, and, and he'd be able to undercut Best Buy, you know, by, by because his 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 margins are so high, he could price it. He could price it for fifty bucks and still make money. Sure, because yeah, he's he's, but but the the trick now mm-hmm. is that it leaves him wide open for people to come in and buy his one dollar uh, TVs. 
Yeah, there's a short window because he has to advertise this for Best Buy to price match. You know, it has to be a real offering. So to prevent people from wanting to take advantage of his offer, you know, we implemented a dress code at his store, and then we put all the, the, the TVs that were a dollar behind this wall we set up that you could only get into through a tiny two-foot-tall door. And then in between the door and the TVs, we added a live alligator. So you'd have to you, – you could still get the TVs, but most people wouldn't want to. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? That this was the first third of this episode – what you just described. Yeah. That there was, there's so much more that happens in this, uh, adventure. It's so yeah, kind it's, of, yeah, I couldn't stop. Best laughing. Buy, we go to Best Buy to do it and we don't, we don't have the best luck now. Yeah. Which makes you uh, d- dig deeper now. Yeah. I get furious. Yeah. And tell you one thing, I would not want to be on your bad side with, uh, I see what you're like when you're furious. Mm-hmm. It does not seem uh, does not seem uh, easy. Like I would, I want to be on the receiving end of that. How would you describe what it's like? You look, you just you look steely eyed. You just look. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're you're not raging. You're not screaming. Your face is not purple with with the, all the blood rushing to your head. It's all calm and and relaxed and and your 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 the wheels are turning in your head, which is why it's not surprising to see that you have taken on uh, you you have shown a, 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 a sartorial similarity with another person who does this lately. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Red, uh, what's his name? Red Redderson. What is it? Oh, Red Reddington? Red Reddington. Yes. Mm-hmm. From the blacklist. Mm-hmm. That you, right. you might be the real, I'm, you actually might be who that shows, that character's modeled after. You, you think I like, uh, now have you seen the blacklist? I've seen a little bit of it. I've, uh, my, my friend Julie Klausner has seen all of the blacklist and tells me about episodes of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's um that's a big time investment. Are you are you on board or do you not actually watch it? I have seen the pilot episode. And first episode. And and he wears a a c- cool kind of fedora. Mhm. And well like a trench coat? Trench a- coat. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his kind of look. Uh-huh. And I guess he's a hitman. No, he's not a hitman. He's a He's like a, he's like Osama bin Laden. He's like the most wanted criminal in the world. Mm-hmm. And then he waltzes into the CIA building, and you know, says, "I'm here." They're like, "Who are you?" And then he gives his ID, and then steps back and gets down his knees and raises his hands up. And then they realize who he is, and the siren sounds. Uh-huh. And Fifty people with <laughs> machine guns come out and point them at him. Uh huh. And they're like, and then we, he, we caught the blacklist. Yeah. We, we, they're like, we got the guy. Yeah. But then once he's in there, he's like, I know about all these secret criminals and you have to give me everything I want and fly me around the world or I won't tell you. And so they do it. 
because he has the leverage. Mm-hmm. And do you feel um, do you feel a, 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 a bond with that character? No, not at all. <laughs> but when I was watching it, I was thinking, can you picture like this guy was the most wanted criminal in the world? Can you picture Osama bin Laden walking into the CIA building mm-hmm. and saying they they would catch him? Right? They're like, we got you. Yeah. And then him sitting in, you know a bulletproof chamber negotiating and saying, well, I know all these people that are bad guys. If you have to fly me around the world, (laughs) learn first class, put me up in hotels and I'll, I'll lead you to the, well, how do you think they'd respond? Okay. Yeah. You got us. Yeah. He just, they're like, all right, case closed on this, on this dirt bag. And then he just was like, not so fast. You now, is, yeah. the, is the whole, tr- I wonder if the whole trick, and you don't know, you've watched one episode of it. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if the thing is that it's a part of a larger scam he's pulling. Like, what, like he's trying to market his clothing? <laughs> a clothing line? <laughs> yes, he's trying to, he, he, through his criminal activities, he, he he took hold he took ownership of a trench coat manufacturer and he wants to leave something for his for his kids so he can't bring home the bacon anymore now that he's in jail so he wants these trench coats to catch on with just cuz it's just like like the way that like you wear like a scarface t-shirt you know the way it's just like it's like idolizing bad guys Mm-hmm. So he knows that those like trench coats will catch on if I, if, if if word gets out that I'm solving crimes with the thing, I'll just be this famous bad guy, and the people right. can't get enough of me. It's like AP Mike well, he, thinks that Bernie Madoff should be the next of those like Scarface type villains, like just that shirts should have Bernie Madoff's picture all over them, and that like. Young people should idolize him like, like the way you idolize like badass criminals. I yeah, I actually don't think I don't think Mike's too far off. It will happen because they're doing a movie now. Mike Robert De Niro is playing Bernie Madoff. Yeah, so it's gonna you. Your prediction is probably dead on. He said this years ago. He's like. This guy should be just an icon the way Scarface is an icon. Yeah. Yeah. Whitey Bulger also. Who? Whitey Bulger, the guy from, the guy Johnny Depp plays in Black Mass. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Looked. You know what that looks like to me? That looks like, uh. A screener type movie. You know, you ever see screeners, Nathan? Guilt, like, mm-hmm. where you just get like DVDs in the mail and you're just like, well, I guess I don't see this in a theater. Yeah. But then I don't even watch them. They just sit unopened. Lord, right. Hobbit movies. Didn't even break the seal on them. I, right. I probably could have gotten 500 bucks at like for each of them and they just sit yeah. on a shelf in my house. Now, yeah. they're, now they're worthless. 
So Nathan Fielder, you, <laughs> when you were doing a season of this show, what does it take from you to get your head ready to go to the places you have to go? Because this is intense stuff. This is not just, you're not just breezing in and breezing out. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I do, I do like to put myself into uncontrolled environments where I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. And then I have to just deal with it based on things that happen. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you think of things and you're just kind of like, I don't know how this will play out. And then you go into it and you just figure it out. But it, it's taxing a little bit, but it's also, I think makes for interesting TV. Oh yeah. Do you, and do you ever just at the end of the day, are you ever just like, what am I seriously doing here with these things? Like what? Yeah. What has become of me? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Well, in, in like yeah. a past season, in a past, now I don't want you to give any, anything away from the upcoming season, but in past seasons, what have been moments where you're just like, Oh God, what, what, what is going on here? Well, I'll actually give you something. I can't, I won't say the details, but the, what I had to put myself through for our final episode this season in the finale, I was feeling that every day. I had to go through, I had to go through seven months of physical training just to be able to pull off what we do in the finale. Oh my God. And I can't, I can't give the details right oh, now. I, you know what? I don't want the details. I don't want them. But during that time, I, that was like the most I felt that like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? So There's got to be an easier way to do this. So this season, you're saying you went further than you've ever gone. In terms of for myself psychologically, I'd say yes. Oh. Oh. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to make this episode this past week like child's play. Yeah, it's going to be child's play. <laughs> it's going to be child's play. Now you, um, you are you excited about, everybody knows you're Canadian. Everybody loves Canada and uh, mm-hmm. we love Toronto and we love Alberta and Montreal and Quebec City and Vancouver and all the provinces and now this election just happened, but you have renounced your Canadian citizenship. You are now, you are like the, Um, well, that's not true. You are like the Tom Hanks character in that movie where he's stuck at the airport. Oh, that was just on TV in the hotel I was staying at. The one when he's like... Yeah, I had not seen that before. <laughs> which is What's it called? The Terminal. The Terminal. Yeah, which... I watched the first, like, 20 minutes of it. And he's like, I need to get to my home. And then his... Right. his I guess he's It's like Borat with no joke. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking when I was watching. Yeah, it's like, what if Borat was stuck at JFK airport and they didn't let him leave the terminal. And then you just see him at Hudson news every day 
you would just see Borat eating those. You ever notice at the airport they have like those Snickers almond things? It doesn't seem like those are anywhere. Like, like, there's a higher percentage of people like almond based Snickers bars at airports. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I just noticed it's like, you couldn't pay me to eat one of those things in the real world. When I'm at the airport, yeah, I'll take uh, almond Snickers. It's a different economy in the airport because scarcity is very high. Yeah, water. You can't get most things. No, wa- water is suddenly two and a half times as much. Yeah. We're getting a table at, at the at the Dick Clark restaurant is... It would be like getting a table at Nobu out in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> getting prime seating at the Dick Clark restaurant so in time to make your flight. I'm intrigued by this thing. Seven months. I don't want to know what it is, but I can't, I, uh, I can't believe it, but I totally can believe it. Um, yeah, it's beyond, but I don't know. I don't want to, you know. No? Oh, oh, oh. No, no. Say no more. Say no more. We don't hype this. So are you excited about the Canadian elections? You apparently are a citizen of Canada. I thought you were like the the guy, the the character. Is his name the terminal in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, his name's the terminal. <laughs> so are you like you are not like the terminal apparently. You are still a citizen of Canada and you had the elections last night. Does that excite you? Do you not care? Um, People, it was, it was exciting for for many Canadians. I would say, yes. I think it was time for a change. It's time uh, for a change. That, you know, Stephen Harper wasn't um, uh, necessarily doing the best stuff for everyone. Mm-hmm. This guy is the son of one of Canada's most popular prime ministers. Yeah. So this would be so like... Uh, he has the same blood, so you know he can maybe do some of the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, this guy... Uh, so you just hope he can just like... What? Just summon his father? Like summon the spirit? Is that what he's going to try to do? Yeah, it's like what you guys thought with Bush. Yeah, we was like one of our greatest presidents. And hopefully this guy, this new guy, and look, I gave him a few years. It was like 6 years in, I'm just like this guy's no good. I don't I I gave him a shot. It was like 2006, 2007. I'm like, I don't like this George W. Bush. I've made my mind up. Not a mm-hmm. fan. But I gave him a good a fair and square shot. And then, uh, I, then I jumped off, uh, off board. Mm-hmm. So what is 2015? You're promoting the show. Do we know about the future of Nathan for you yet? Is, is it, it's in limbo? It's like, it's the terminal now, the future of the show. Season four. Yeah. Is stuck. It's like, it's like we're in the terminal. Well, we're still working on this season. We're still finishing okay. editing it. Okay. So. It hasn't stopped yet. Okay, so so you're but, you're um, working round the clock. 
yeah, I'm, I'm working to try to make, you know, to entertain America, North yeah. America. Yes. And Europe, maybe? And Europe, no. I'm Australia, sure. too. I don't know. I'm sure it's on some channel in Europe, right? There must be some Europe channel it's on. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it translates the type of thing. Probably. I think it does, because when I think of you, and I mean this in all seriousness, I'm not being funny here. You are, you are a truly, I, I see you and sometimes I see a, a silent film star, Nathan. I am not kidding. So kind of ir- irrelevant in today's times. No, no, I mean just e- eternal, eternal. That's sweet of you to say. The world. I feel the same about you, Tom. Well, really my thing couldn't be less that. It's specific and it will, this episode will maybe, cause you're on it, will, will have some legs. But beyond that, the expiration date, uh, has been stamped on this one. And, uh, by, by next Monday, it is, uh, it is in the, in a dumpster. I disagree. I think you're as sharp as ever. I, the audience can tell. I call out this show and I'm just laughing this whole call because the just you talking get, brings me so much joy. Oh, that's the craziest thing. Uh, that That is the sweetest thing I cannot imagine. You know what it's nice, Nathan? Look, you're not getting rich on Nathan for you, I'm assuming. Maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe you've got some plan like Red Reddington where it's secretly funneling tons of money your wardrobe. way. Yeah, yeah. Through, through wardrobe. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, um, I'm losing my shirt over here. This is... Mm-hmm. I'm hemorrhaging money doing this show. It is mm-hmm. every week. This guy AP Mike, and I'm not. I'm. I'm God's honest truth with this. He hangs out now with Harry Morgan. Do you know who Harry Morgan is? No. From from Mash, he was Colonel Potter on Mash. Mike is friends with him. No, he's friends with his son. Okay. Charlie Morgan, and Mike and Charlie Morgan. These guys are thick as thieves now. And it's turned the mic into this. He's 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 money hungry now. Interesting. You know, when I talk to Mike, because I get patched in through Mike. Yes. And I notice he does seem there's like a new confidence to him. Yeah. He seems a lot more confident in the way he's talking. It's a swagger now, right? Something's different. It's a good, it feels good. I don't know. Well, I, I would say at the point you're talking at this point now, he's, um, he's blackout drunk is probably what it is. That's probably the confidence you're hearing. Oh. So he's, it's actually n- not a positive thing ultimately. Well, it sounds cool over the phone. <laughs> sounds cool. So some guy wrote me on Twitter saying, Ask Nathan about the Canadian elections, and he meant to write you Nimrod, and he misspelled Nimrod. He wrote not. He, he forgot to. He forgot the letter M, so it says you Nirod. It's, it's always the greatest when somebody's trying to insult you or or challenge your intelligence, and they make a spelling mistake. To me, is the funniest thing imaginable. And this guy now. The internet is forever, my friend, Cha- this guy Chauncey. You are stuck. That tweet will live forever, my friend. Your stupidity is now immortal. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that he wants my 
my take on the election. Yeah, where it's like, hey, this guy's super funny and does a show that's unlike any other show that's ever happened ever. Let me hear him just blather about politics like any other dimwit. And, oh, and, and it's also like, oh, here... I might be able to say what he's going to say ahead of time. It's not like you're going to be like, well, look, this Harper was the best thing that ever happened to Can like Canada. And it's like, no, the odds are you're going to say, yeah, it was time for this dude to go. So it was not exactly the most difficult prediction. Yeah. Oh, Nathan. I'm so, I love the show so much. I love it so much. I'm so Are happy. Are you Googling Nirod? How do you spell N-I-R-O-D? N-I-R-O-D. He said it, yes. And he did it to you? He did it to me. Ask Nathan about the Canadian elections, you Nirod. And he capitalized. He meant to capitalize Nimrod. And he so all the letters are capitalized with a giant <laughs> exclamation point at the end. Nyrod feels like it should be have a meaning too. Yeah. You Nyrod. And now he's saying English is not my first language, professor. <laughs> so Professor. Yeah. So he's furious at his own he's furious at his own mistake and he's he's now just now he's he's just passing the buck. No problem calling me a name in English. Does he say that to his actual English teacher that is teaching him English right now? No, no, English is not my first language, professor. <laughs> Look, and he goes to learn English. He goes to. Do you think that you think English was the terminal's first language? No, it clearly wasn't. What would happen? But if- I actually have to say, for someone who isn't native to the English mm-hmm. language. Nimrod is a pretty obscure word. Yeah. I would think yeah. that'd be one of the last ones. Yeah, that's a that's that's graduate level. Yeah. What if the what if the terminal met Tom Hanks's other character, Larry Crown? Did you ever see the Larry Crown the movie, the one he did where he was like a he wrote and directed this and starred in this movie, Larry Crown, where he like ran like a storage locker or something and it was like him and cedric the entertainer oh i didn't see that it's a good it's a good one it's up there with the terminal yeah i um i'll have to check it out (laughs) i like all those tom hanks movies when they don't work i like those those are my favorite joe versus the the other one joe versus the volcano uh the Lady Killers, that Coen Brothers movie he did. Yeah. I, I, I like when guys miss. I like when guys who hit miss. What do you, why, what do you, what do you get out of it's, that? It's fascinating. It's fascinating to see good people be bad. Yeah, because you're like, well, everyone, we're mm-hmm. human, you know, we try, even the best. Yeah, but when he's on the set of the terminal, I guess you, according to you, he's, Sending out some sort of pheromones looking for a mate, right? Is that what he's mm-hmm. doing? So he's just looking. Yeah, in a way, he knows that by doing that voice, 
running around the terminal, he's going to appeal better to the to the females in our society, and he has better chance of having more kids that are clean, uh, brains and uh-huh. nice skinned. Sure. Than some like uh, pockmarked kid, mm-hmm. right? He, yeah, you don't want that. No, I mean he's one of he's. You think he's the most likable person in America? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's him or um. Who's the most likable? Yeah, told everyone of everyone. Tom Hanks has to be way up there. Of most likable people in America. A-Rod? Is he up there? No, people don't like A-Rod. Yeah. No. Um, can't be any sports person because there's always going to be somebody saying they suck because they're on the Mm -hmm. wrong team. Mm -hmm. Maybe like, it must be like Tom. Tom Hanks might win the whole thing like that or that dude who landed the plane on the Hudson. That old man. Oh, Sully. Sully. Chesley. Sully Sullenberger. I I think though for him to have Tom Hanks level likability, he needs to get out there. He needs to get out there and show us a bit more of his personality. Or land another plane on the Hudson. Yeah, every two years. Because <laughs> Tom Hanks would look at Sully Sullenberger, he'd be like, "Yeah, that'd be like if I only did Castaway. If that was the only thing I did was Castaway." Mm-hmm. It's like, where's Sully Sullenberger's Forrest Gump? Where's his Philadelphia? Where's where's his Apollo 13? Wouldn't that be horrifying if Sully just kind of woke up one day and realized that his star was fading from that event and <laughs> just felt this panic like, I got to do it again. To talk, I got yeah. I, I to do it again. Yeah. And he tried to just, he tried to pretend like something happened so he could do it again. <laughs> then he ends up being like an angel of death because he's, he's like one of those evil firemen who's the guy who starts the fire to be the first one at the fire. Right. Then. And then he does it again and he lands it successfully. Yeah. But everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or the, and then they're also just like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't fly anymore. You went through two of these. That's pretty stressful at your age. You might want to, uh, let's call it a day, buddy. And then he, yeah. he's just, he felt the, uh, the other one didn't go particularly, it didn't ignite people's imaginations. And then mm-hmm. he would probably do some kind of thing. He'd probably, what would he host something maybe, right? Would he? He might end up yeah. in like evil Knievel territory, just straight up stunts, right? I don't know. Now, what, what are his? Where would it be? Maybe a, like a aviation reality show, or he could fly like planes through hoops or something, like like barn barnstorming type things, like at county fairs. Right, he does like these. He joins the Blue oh, Angels. What if he joined the Blue Angels? You ever see those planes? They do the stunts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. How old is he? I don't know if he'd he, have the endurance. He seems way too old to be a blue angel. Does he still fly? Probably not, right? He can't still be flying. I wouldn't want to get on a plane if I saw that guy. If I saw him there, I'd be like, asking this guy to do it twice? I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna come too cocky at that water the second time. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. You're right? Yeah. Like his. And co- yeah, you definitely. No one would correct him. The, the co-pilot. Yeah. He'd say the co-pilot. Yeah. Yeah. He'd say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Did you ever? Did you ever land a? Uh, did you ever land a plane already on the Hudson?" That would be horrifying if that was the cockpit recording of a plane that he was flying that yeah. crashed in the ocean. And you just hear the they they find the black box, and it's him just browbeating the co-pilot into how he knows how you do this and how dare you question me. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That but that I have a feeling that black box might not reach the public. They might have to, because you know you got to protect a hero here, right? Do you think the word hero with Sully has ever come up with him and his partner in a sexual context? Like <sighs> they role play and he has her use that word, or she just does. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his home life is like, Nathan. Like, oh, you're a hero. Like, while they're, you know, doing it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really I good would question. Bet, I would bet that it has. That one time. At least during, like, foreplay or making out. Mm-hmm. In May, and t- so he's making out, and then... He says, hey, call me Hero. Either that or his partner just does it. Well, do you, but do it's you, more of a stretch if he says, call, call me a hero uh-huh. while he's having sex with her. <laughs> That's the most troubling thing I've ever heard. While he's <laughs> performing oral sex <laughs> on her. <laughs> This is Mike's favorite thing. Mike is dying out there. He's been waiting for a mo- for for something like this to come up on the show. I don't. This is going to be one of the the mysteries that we will never get to the bottom of, Nathan. And Nathan. Well, we just have to hope someone publishes an expose that that some lady just spills the beans. On her her um, her love life with Sully Sullenberger. Well, fingers crossed. Look, we'll never know. We we might never know. Nathan, yeah. I'm I'm Nathan Fielder. I'm going to let you get back to work. Thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And let me just say, and to be on the show. Well, of course, Th- the show Nathan for you is. Truly my favorite show on television. I tell everybody you have to watch this. And I'm telling you, everybody, season three is off to such a great start. And now you got Nathan teasing this thing that he went further than ever before in this year. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to see what that is. 
Thank you so much. Uh, and people can watch it on Comedy Central on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. And yeah. should. And you are the best. And I'm so glad we got to talk on the show. Thank you, Tom. All right. I'll um, talk to you soon, buddy. Okay. Bye. Take care. Have a good night. Okay. Right, bye. Bye. You like that, huh, Mike? You like the, uh, you like when it gets a little, a little body, don't you? Right? Right? That's your, that's your style, isn't it? What's that? Red meat. Red meat for the masses. Good old guy, guys like Mike, man, they like the, they like the, they like the red meat. Red meat for the masses. He gave, he gave you what you wanted, didn't he? You got to hear it. You got your, you got your jollies with that one, didn't you? Hold on one sec. I got to see what's going on here with this. And where, where did it go? Where is it? Hold on. I'm trying to find this. Let's take a call in the meantime. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Hi, who's this? This is Marissa. Who's that now? Uh, Marissa. Marissa. Yeah, hi. Hi, Marissa. Um, I have one for the topic. Where are you calling from, Marissa? Oh, I'm another one from Portland. From Portland? Yeah. What's going on in Portland tonight? Oh, (laughs) I wouldn't know. I'm a freelancer, so I don't go out much. Okay. Yeah, you know, fun life, right? <laughs> yeah, well, look, you, you you do what you do what you got to do. You you you, you yeah. So, what do you have? What is a thing you, Marissa, that happened to you that you um you uh, as a kid misunderstood? Well, Tom, I was a real weird kid. Um, so I mean, I'm a weird adult, but I was a way weirder kid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> it takes me a little while to whittle it down, you know? Um, oh, gross. Um, my husband says, Jimmy Stewart says hi. But, um, so yeah. when I was little, I yeah. lived in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and back then, you know, there wasn't maybe like a lot of oversight for kids. Okay. You know, we just sort of did what we did. Sure. And, uh, I I filled up my uh, my dogwood outside my window uh, with little ghosts, okay. and uh, the way I hung all of the ghosts was with fish hooks okay. and fishing line. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get the ghosts into the tree, I also climbed up the tree uh, <laughs> and slipped. And fell down and filled myself with fishing hooks and ghosts. Oh. That's <laughs> so I guess you could say I uh, misunderstood common sense. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's terrible. How bad was that? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really scar that much. Okay. So I don't really have any scars from that. Mm hmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's. Oh no, Tom! It's a good story. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Any, any, uh, anything like that makes me squeamish. Oh, you, 
you have more delicate flesh. I do. Yes. I worry. Yes, yeah, that's okay. Well, we all we all have different bodies. We all ha- we all do have different bodies. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you. You you uh, you you have a grand evening tonight. Uh, yeah. You too. Thanks for picking up. Okay. I'll bye. talk to you later. Right, bye. Best show. You're on the air. Oh hi, Tom. Uh, I'm calling from the uh, Bushwick listening party. The, okay, what's going on at the Bushwick listening party tonight? We had uh, we had nine people, but two left because uh, Fred from Honolulu was a no show. <sighs> that bum, he's a bum, right? He he big timed us. He big timed you. We thought he was going to come, but he said he told us he was going to come, and then he didn't show up. Oh, Fred. Oh, Fred. You big time. I don't like that. I don't like that from Fred. I thought Fred was. Uh, I thought Fred was bigger than that. You know what I mean? I didn't expect Fred to big time you guys. I apologize on behalf of, on behalf of Fred. No, it's been a lot of fun though. It's it's, it's been a fun time. Well, thank. You. I'm glad. I'm glad it's been fun. I'm glad you guys are having a good time. I appreciate it. Thank you all for coming out for that. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night. You too. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Annie in San Francisco. Annie in San Francisco. What's going on, Annie? Um, Not too much, uh, to be honest. I don't feel very good, but oh, I sorry. promised my husband that I would call because I have one for the topic. What do you have? Um, so, you know, when you're a kid, everything that, your parents say or do or everything that happens in your family is like universal because that's all that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my family, um, my parents have the same birthday, same day, same year. Um, and to me, that meant that to get married, you had to find someone that had the same birthday as you. Mm-hmm. Did you had so so you had to find somebody who could say, "Well, my birthday is August twenty seventh, uh huh, and so is yours, so we can get married." Right. You didn't have to. You didn't have to marry them just because they had your same birthday. But as far as I could tell, the chances were pretty slim of you even finding that person so mm-hmm. it, was, it was stressful to think that <laughs> that is stressful That's yeah a, but so as a kid you were freaked out about that you're like who will i ever find pretty much that will have yeah. the same birthday that i have right yeah, it was like a it was like a weird quest that i was on by myself <laughs> oh no well you went and when do you remember the moment you're like Oh, that's not true. You know, I think it was thankfully something that I just believed privately and um, didn't embarrass myself too badly by telling my friends about it at the time. I think I just sort of was quietly panicking. And then as I got older, realized that that couldn't possibly be true. And so now that I'm an adult, I feel comfortable telling people that I believe that it's like Mm -hmm. a cute thing now, whereas at the time that would have been. Kind of embarrassing. Sure. 
No, that that would have definitely been embarrassing. It would have been like me. Um, it would have been like me thinking that uh, somehow, who knows how um, you got uh, uh, Alaska and and uh, Hawaii next to each other on a map, right? <laughs> uh huh. Because they were on the map together, I was just like, well, they have to be somehow somewhat near each other, right? You didn't actually believe that. You're just giving that as an example, right? I just didn't know what the deal was. When I was a kid, I didn't know. I didn't think logically with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. (laughs) You're Um, you're laughing a little too hard. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Of course you laugh. I'm just excited. Laugh. Laugh. It's a good topic. Laugh Um, it up. So I was upset because I missed most of... You talking to Nathan? Mm-hmm. I just call, I just call him Nathan. Sure. <laughs> apparently. Well, that's why you um, listen to the podcast uh, tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, I it'll be there it for because you. I had uh, I was practicing. I sing in a band. Uh huh. And we're playing a show this weekend. Okay. And we're we're opening for Stroke Nine. Who are you opening for? Stroke Nine. Do you know who that is? I don't know who Stroke Nine is. They have that song "Little Black Backpack." I don't know who that is. Stroke oh. Nine. Can I sing it for you? A yeah, little please. Bit of it? Sing a little bit. Because I want to talk about it. I say why not? I want to think about it. I say there's got to be some good. You know that song? I don't. Oh, now I'm really upset. I'm excited. They were, they have this huge song. I don't. I don't. Frank, do you draw? Twenty-year-old Frankie. Mary's got a kid And he's working in a factory I want to get it Do you want to need it? I'm going to have it Who's going to have your, your lady when you get it? You're going to give it I need it in the morning I need it in the evening I got to get it when I'm on a picnic And there it is You know you want to give it up? You got to give it up
me. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What do you want? Hey, you hey, little brat. What are you doing? What are you get doing? Out of here. Hey, get, get out, out of here, kid. What the hell are you doing? You can't beat it. You know, this is private property. Hey, you. You talking to me? Yeah. Oh, shut up. Who are you talking? You lousy. This nightmare. Oh, uh, underway or over with? Where are we at? Under or over? Whose hair is this on the board? Did somebody bring a dog in here? Somebody shedding? The shaggy DA in here? Best show. And what made it a phenomenon? I'm, I'm not sure that that clip convinced me.
I'm literally thinking about combat. I'm literally thinking about fighting for my life. I put myself in a state right before I'm going to work out. Chalk it up. I'm about to get an intense workout in. I really feel like, like I'm about to do bow. I get my head in place. in a man diaper doing a taka slot. Also, if you get shot with an arrow on this holiday, that is not stupid. There is a hobo with a crossbow out in the parking lot. Thank <laughs> you. 
something went wrong with my computer. I had to stop it before I... Two of my boards are missing, Mike. Yeah. Two of my boards are missing. Two of my soundboards. I could throw up for as hard as I worked on those things. The amount of clips I pulled, they're all gone. I'm gonna murder somebody. Was I hacked? No. I don't think I was hacked. I just think... think something's wrong and they're missing I could cry not hacked Mike I could cry where'd they go my boards my beautiful boards best show you're on the air hey Tom hey, who's uh, this is uh, this is Chris calling from the clown motel oh my god Chris from the clown motel how many? How much? How long have you been there? Three weeks now. Yeah, three weeks. What is uh, what is going on at the Clown Motel? Which, well, for people who don't know, you have been at the Clown Motel in where is it again? Tonopah, Nevada. Tonopah, yes. Nevada. And you've been there for three weeks now because you're looking to do what to what now? Um, you know, every week I try to come up with a solid explanation to give you and then every week I fail. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm unable to explain why you just, it's like, yeah, it's like when, uh, Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like he kept making mashed potato sculptures. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how I, I was with the clown motel. And, but here you are still yep. chasing it. Right. Yeah, I committed to a month, so I'm I'm gonna see it out. I don't know what to to, to tell you. It's it, it's 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 every day. It sounds terrible there. It sounds <laughs> it sounds terrible and terrifying. Yeah, it got really weird this week because we had uh, uh, like central Nevada flooded from uh, a giant hailstorm, and then. That shut all the highways down, and then somehow the flooding caused a fire um, at this uh, uh, radioactive waste facility. And uh, and then so then they were talking about how there might be a cloud of radiation blowing towards us. Oh, Mike, what do you think of this guy? Mike left. He left. He could. He he had no opinion on it. He split. I thought. I, I I'm pretty sure I heard Mike give a little chuckle when I called in. That Just a he, tiny one. He gave a chuckle when he heard it was you. Yeah. Talking about your your quest for for whatever this is you're chasing. I don't uh-huh. know what it is. Please tell tell me tell me what it is, and I, I will. I will celebrate it. If don't you, you ever just, I don't know, um, don't you ever just like get fixated on a place or a thing that's like it's special to you and you can't really define to other people like why it's special to you? 
No, or is that just me? No, not not, okay. not not to that degree. Not to the degree where right, right. somebody's going to break into my room and 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 uh, uh, murder me. No. I, no, I, I nobody tried to break in. I truly worry. No, it's for you. fine. There um, were actual clowns here this weekend too. There's no clowns. No, there were this weekend. Uh, oh, there were Escalade. clowns. Oh, yeah, an Escalade of uh, of clowns showed up. I think that's the collective noun. Um, and they were, and then two other clowns showed up independent of them. So there were six clowns, and there was also a biker gang here this weekend. So clowns and a biker gang yep. all together, hanging out, clowning it up, laughing, everybody having a grand old time. Yeah. They did get along, yeah. I, 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 you, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're freaking me out, bro. I'm sorry. All right. I can't. I just, okay. I, I truly worry about you. I mean, I worry you're going to, you're going to end up on the wrong side of a, a, a what? What would a, what do clown people murder other clowns with? Right? What? What? What could they, what could they get you with? I think just hands around my neck would work. Stay alive, bro. Stay alive. I will, bro. I need help. Right. I need I need listeners, bro. Ain't got no I'm, listeners I'm, anymore. Yeah. The show's no, I'm, I'm in it. Tom, Tom, your show is the like my weekly source of comfort oh, being okay. here. Uh-huh. Well, let me ask like you I know. this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. Where's my other soundboards? Where'd they go? What do I do to, to find him? What do I do? Uh, the, the, what do I got to do? Uh, uh, time machine on this thing? Go back a day? Oh, I'm going to Probably. Oh, Mac. Mac, you're killing me. You're killing me, Mac. Next week is the finale. Yes. Will you call? I will call. If? If? You're still alive. Yeah. Right? That's, that's you know the one gonna, caveat, yeah. Because you know it's coming up. Halloween. Halloween? I'm out of here before Halloween. No, no, no. Not down there, man. Not in Clown Town. <laughs> Halloween starts early. Halloween starts early in Clown Town. I'm going to make it through. I certainly hope you do. I'm very worried for you. Well, Stay I'll be safe. back next week. Good, Chris. You take care. All right. Bye, Tom. Best show. You're on the air. Where are my soundboards? Hi, this Hi. is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Where are you calling from? Portland, Oregon. Port. A lot of Portland tonight, huh? A lot of Portland. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, though I, I am originally from Jersey, so I will preface my my story with that right. where in jersey yeah. did you where were you from uh bergen county uh dumont it's like one square mile town ah yes yes you know it i do oh. Mar margaret dumont was from there right i couldn't tell you that no i don't <laughs> but i'll take your word for it Telling you, I'm gonna cry if I if I lose the, these two soundboards that I worked so long on. 
I'm going to cry. I be, I worked days on these things, and now I can't find uh, two of the boards are just missing. They're just missing. I don't know exactly what that means, but... I put I all these clips, all these clips for the sound collage. They don't fall from oh. the sky. They don't fall from the sky. That's me editing, cutting, building, sequencing, and then I do it all live. I did that all live. I do it all live. But then my tools were taken from me. Somebody, somebody stole my toolbox. Well, what were you going to do? Jump in the lake. Oh. If I don't find I, I don't know if that's going to help, but. Oh, um... no, it, it won't help. It'll just wash me away. And I'm telling you this. Do you ever go to the AV club? What's your name again? I'm so sorry. Oh, it's Lisa. Lisa. And no, I, I never did AV club except to uh, take Swedish, Swedish fish from them. No, that's in school. You're talking about the literal AV club. I'm <laughs> yes, talking about the I, yes, I am. Oh no, I don't. I don't know what that is either. Well, it's this website, and they they review podcasts on it, amongst other things. Like they'll they'll yeah. review uh, uh, they'll they'll review a, a butterfly flying by. You know what I mean? They'll be like, "All right, that B minus on the butterfly going by." But they think they have this okay. thing called Podmass, right? And the Apparently, we're not doing anything right on this show anymore because they, they don't write about it. So <laughs> tell them right now, I don't want to be, A, I don't want to be written about. B, if they ever well, if they ever write about this show again, I'm going to sue them. I have a lawsuit in place. It is ready. Ready to go? Ready to go. $80 million lawsuit if they ever well, write about I... the best show in Podmass again. They will be sued for Well, 80. hopefully they'll, they're hearing this and we'll take it as a warning. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. Stay away. Right? Well, hopefully they will. Don't bring your, don't bring your junk around here no more. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to say anything bad about them because I don't know who they are. I'm telling but... you, Lisa, I could cry these things are missing. You don't well... know how hard I worked on them. They're all gone. They're all gone, Lisa. My sound. I feel like I should be saying something supportive, but dozens, I, I. Dozens. I'm of them not are very gone. helpful. Dozens of them are gone. Dozens. Oh, jeepers, creepers. What am I going to well, do? Well, how, how far away is the lake? Oh, the lake? I don't know. Yeah. I'll go find the closest lake. I'll throw my laptop in, then I'll go swimming after it. It sounds like that might be the easiest solution at this point. This might be it. I might be in the home stretch here. Maybe bringing the best show back was a mistake. Maybe AV Club. So. Right. Maybe the AV Club's right. Maybe they're right. Maybe I, I I don't think that's I don't think that's correct. No, I think that, no, uh, no, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say AV Club's right. I'm gonna say that Kyle Ryan is right. <laughs> Dan Fischetti. Well, he sounds like he's right with having two first names as his full name. I guess he sounds really well put together but uh, I, I i'm glad that you're back i know my husband's glad that you're back no there's two Mike's, yeah, there's Mike. we're, we're I, two that count i can name two who aren't glad it's back and they're in this uh room yeah, they, 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 they don't count pat pat burn ap mike but they're not lisa and josh from portland so they don't count yeah well i'll tell you this lisa and josh are all the way in portland they're on my side ap mike AP Mike is uh, way too close, and this guy. No. I'm gonna. The last thing I'm gonna see is him and Charlie Morgan looking down at me as I, I get as they bury bad. me alive. 
I don't. I don't think that's anything to complain about. They're going to make me dig my own grave, lower myself. Well, then it will be exactly the way you want it. Oh, trust me. You know the best thing about that'll be two two of my uh, two of my. uh, It's part of the grave will go missing, right? (laughs) Apparently. Oh God, God, God! Please reach down and touch my laptop and return my soundboards to me. You don't know how hard I worked Did on those it? things. No, he didn't. Mm-mm. He didn't. I asked. Wrong God, maybe? Mm. Oh, I, could, I don't I, know. I could crawl in a ball and, and cry, Lisa. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. You have a great night. Yeah, you too. I'm telling you again, $80 million lawsuit. AV Club, if you ever write about the best show. Again, $80 million. Maybe I'll just change the name of the show to one of the shows they like, right? What do they write about over there? How did this get made? They they don't write about that. Paul Shear's podcast? They don't write about that. Hollywood Handbook? Barely. Best show, you're on the air. Tom, hello. This is Michael from Oklahoma. How are you? Oh, well, aren't you cheery? Aren't you a, a ray of sunshine? Well, let me tell you. After uh, yeah, you know, after 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 a long day of uh, educating the nation's youth, I mean, uh, what what better way to cap off my evening than than calling the man with the plan? I'm telling. I'm changing the name of the show to Tom Comedy Tomedy Bang Bang. How's that? Tomedy Bang Bang. It just will be like one of those like uh, it'll be just like where you hope to just trick someone into thinking it's Comedy Bang Bang. You know that's uh, I think you can Tomedy bang bang, a tomedy bang bang, tomedy bang bang, a tomedy bang. Right, get that. Get yeah. uh Get uh, it, you know. It's got legs. It's got legs. Run with it. Get Reggie Watts in here, right? Watts, not Watts. Watts. I like it. I'd listen. So what's Let's going on, down. Chief? You, you're a teacher. You're a teacher. I am. I am indeed. What, what, what grade are you teaching? I've got uh, I've got high school. I've got a mixture of uh, junior, senior, sophomores, the the whole works. Junior, senior, sophomores, the whole works. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, kind of rushing my words. I'm no, a little. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Look, I, I I love it. I love it. I love that you're a guy doing your thing. You're you're reaching out to the kids. You're making the kids. Uh, you're making the kids uh, happy. You're, you sound like the, a fun teacher. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, but Thomas, I've got a call. Uh, I've got a I've got a, a little bit of a little bit of a conundrum oh, here. No, because, here we uh, go. What? What did know, my, I do my... wrong? What did I do wrong this time? <laughs> I wish the pops well, on Oklahoma I... City. You're still mad about that. You know, I want to know what I did wrong. You what, did what nothing my, wrong. The Pox is going to be. Did wrong. It's going after uh, uh, Wayne Coyne. That's it. So the it's a pox, targeted Pox. A targeted Pox. The Pox is going from Oklahoma City to Wayne Coyne, and then it travels to Chicago and goes after the AV Club while they're doing one of their uh, uh, flavored Oreo test uh, taste tests. Right? Okay, okay. So I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm... I, I see what you're getting at there. Not you. The pox only goes after the bad guys. Not you. You're a good guy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm flattered, Tom. Where'd my soundboard go? Um, I don't teach know. Teach me what, that. Why don't you teach me that, teacher? 
Huh, teacher, teacher? Well, huh? let's see. What, what, are, what are you using? What, what program? Soundboard. Soundboard. Okay. Um, do you have multiple desktops set up on your, uh, on your Mac? Multiple desktops? What's that mean? Oh, that means I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I only have uh, one. One desktop. Okay. Gosh, Tom, I, I don't know. It's gone. How did it, where did it go? Why would God take my soundboard from me? Well, uh, you know, this, this could be a, you know, kind of a hero's test kind of thing. Hero's test. How many more tests can can one one person face there, Teach? Huh? How many more tests? For that, I think you need someone who handles philosophy, and that's that's not me. You know the year the kid is having, man. Yeah, I know. I know the year the kid's having. I've, I've... Rough one, Chief. Teach me why. Teach me why, teacher, teacher. Huh, teacher, teacher? Huh? Remember that in, in class of 1984? You ever deal with a student like that? You're fighting him on the roof of the school? And you um, shove I, him I through, the, through the glass and he's hanging while the orchestra's playing down below? And he's like, teacher, help me, teacher. And then you reach to help him and he pulls the switchblade out. And then, he, then you kick him one last time and he falls. As the band's playing, that ever happened to you at school? Um, not lately. Not lately. All not right, lately. teacher. I appreciate the call. Don't worry, the pox has been lifted. It's only going after right. Wayne Corn. Hey, you freaks! Hey, well, Tom, on on behalf of yes. my uh, my hometown, Oklahoma City, the freaks. Thanks. Right. <laughs> You know, it'd be great yeah. if the Freaks wrote a song uh, this century, right? <laughs> maybe maybe the Freaks should sit down with a guitar for the first time in 25 years and write a song. Just a thought. Have a grand evening. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Teach. Best show. Hey, Tom. This is Randall from Dallas. Randall from Dallas. What's up, Randall? I know you. You're a good guy. Good guy. Well, thank you. You are a good guy, too. Oh, I'm uh, enjoying some cooler weather here. It finally it's 76 right now. I love it. Instead of 95 like it has been the past few weeks. Yeah, getting a little breather. A little breather, yes. So, uh, so today in the mail, I got an envelope with a, uh, a ticket to see Sharpling and Worcester at Union Transfer on December 13th. Nice. Thank you for reminding me. You are yeah. you are a, a champ for reminding me. Sharpling and Worcester are playing live. Three cities closing out 2015. You go to com slash tour for more information on that. And I will tell you the cities right now. Saturday, November 28th, Toronto, Ontario. We go north of the border and we welcome in Jason Trudeau at the Mod Club, November 28th. Then Sunday, November 29th, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Here we go. Harvard style. We're bringing it. We're bringing the old 400 years. We're finally bringing comedy to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Here you go, guys. The Harvard Lampoon wouldn't do it. Here we come. Sharpling and Worcester ready to bring comedy finally to Cambridge, Massachusetts. You guys can put away the paddles and the rituals. And here comes some good old-fashioned non non uh uh illuminati bilderberg group 
themed humor. Humor for the 99% at the Sinclair in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Sunday, November 29th, and then closing out 2015 with an exciting performance in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at Union Transfer, Sharpling and Worcester Live, December 20, uh, December 13th, Sunday, December 13th, tickets still available for all these shows. They are selling. I see the numbers. They are selling. Shows will start to sell out. They're close. Union Transfer is a, a, a nice big place, and we're going to get that place packed out, and it's going to be a party. The same goes for Toronto and Cambridge. Get ready to have fun. The shows are a guarantee. You've seen it before. I have. Randall, and you liked it, right? I did. I've, I've seen it twice. Yeah, so And you're going a third time. Look at this, guys. Time. If this guy doesn't set the standard, who does? Who does? And, and, and none of these shows have been in the city that I lived in, so I've had to travel to every yeah. one of them. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, let me take these final calls. I gotta, I gotta. Should we do the half hour power, guys? Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna do half hour power tonight. I'll put the word on Twitter that we're doing that. It's the best show, post show. Hey, I got something for the topic real quick. If, if you got time. Yeah, please. I'd love it. Okay. So when I was a kid, my parents would complain about how much entertainers made. And I thought that the people on TV made as much money as they did because they actually like did their own stunts and, and stuff like that. So like when I was a kid, my favorite TV show was the $6 million man with mm-hmm. sorry, Lee majors. Yes. And at the same time, the big Valley was rerun on one of the local UHF stations every afternoon at three o'clock and pretty much every episode of big Valley Lee majors got shot at some point. And when I was a kid, I thought he actually got shot with real live bullets, and that's why he made so much money. That he got shot with real live bullets. That's really got shot with real live bullets every yeah. day. And at what point were you like, wait a minute? Those um, real I mean, that was like I was four or five years old when that was happening. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple years later when I finally figured it out. Yeah, and then you did, and then you're like, ah, ah, Randall yes. gets it now. Randall, I cannot wait to see you in December. Thank you, buddy. I'm looking forward to seeing you. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. All right. Have a great night. Have a good night. Take you do care. the same. Bye. Bye. Where'd you go, soundboard? Come back to me. All my clips, Pink Floyd. You're all gone. You're all gone. Now throw this laptop in the river. I'm going after it. You're breaking my heart. I thought you were my friend, Mac. Oh. Wait. Is this one of them? I think I got. I think I have one of them again. In the other one, found one of them. Let's see. Where are you? This is good radio. As I look for soundboard, as I say, come back to me, soundboard. That one? No. Sorry, guys. This is what I have to do. Never mind. 
We'll say goodbye to it. What are you going to do? Should we do the half-hour power? I want to tell everybody, again, Sharper Than a Worse, they're live. Um, do I know anybody who works at uh, the... Anybody listening to this work at the uh, the haunted house at the prison in Philly? Let me know if you do. Email me if you do. Email me if you do. Best show, number four life at yahoo.com. What else? I didn't even talk about how I want free stuff. I didn't even get to that. One final thing for me to tell you all, listening, my fine friends out there in Best Show land. Where'd it go? So sorry about this. This is not how Tommy likes to do the Best Show. Tommy likes to just tell you the stuff when he tells you the stuff. Well, can you hear me now? Somebody said they couldn't hear me. Yes, they can hear me. In 2015, Merge Records added exciting releases to its already stellar catalog, including albums from Titus Andronicus, Mike Kroll, Super Chunks, Mac McCon, Arcade Fires, Will Butler, Mountain Goats, and Waxahachie, as well as reissues of classic albums by Spoon, Seaweed, Super Chunk, Magnetic Fields, and more. You can find all of these things over at the Merge web store, along with a limited number of complete or thousands of prizes, 7-inch box sets, and selections from the 25th anniversary reissue series, like Lamb Chops Nixon and Teenage Fan Club's Man Made for a limited time. You, the best show listeners, should go to the Merge store at mergerecords.com slash shop, and you will receive 20% off all Merge catalog CDs and LPs and Merge gear like t-shirts, hats, and tote bags. MergeRecords.com slash shop. Use the code BESTSHOW at checkout to get 20% discount on all Merge releases. Tell them the Best Show sent you. Look, this could be a time you load up on uh, stuff. You get stuff for the holidays. You buy You buy presents for somebody else. How about that? At least they got one board back. Got one of them back. He was loving this. Mike's loving it. He loves his soundboards are gone. He hates when I do that. The soundboards. So, anywho, thank you for listening to the best show. We will do the half hour of power, the best show post show, in a couple minutes. It'll be uh, lean and mean tonight. And on the way out, I'm going to play a song by her, her, her. I'm going to play a song that makes me happy. So I'm going to play something by, that's right, Shannon and the Clams, The Bog. Let's listen to this, and I will see you next week. We have a good show next week. A couple exciting guests I'll announce in a couple uh, days. Uh, Good stuff, though. Here are Shannon and the Clams, Half Hour Power next. (laughs) 